Welcome back, Golden Globies. You've been begging us to do this a whole fucking month of your favorite featured uh, films. Disney. Disney. Disney month. Finally, Disney on Again, we're doing classic Disney. I'm talking about the computer that wore tennis shoes. I'm talking about the shaggy dog. I'm talking about Flubber. Oh Could you guys God. ask for it? And we give the people what they want. They want Robin Williams. No, no, no. Original Flubber with Fred McMurray. Oh, because he's 60s. got that beautiful fucking, uh, what do they call him? He's got, he's got that bare body, Robin Williams. I thought that's what they wanted. He's hairy as shit. They do want that. He could have been Wolverine in my book. Of course, we're kidding. April Fools, you stupid motherfuckers. And you're probably thinking, it's April 5th. What the fuck are they talking about? Well, we're recording on April 1st. That's right. So it's still so it's a our joke. April Fools. It's still okay. a joke to us. We're giving you fuck films galore this month. But we're starting out easy this this month this week because nobody really fucks in this movie. I don't I this that's I guess that's the brilliance of Brian De Palma. I just thought people fucked more in this. I haven't seen this movie in 30 years. Right. So I cuz I thought it, I knew it took place in the porn industry. Right. So I thought there was more fucking there's not. Right. So this is like you're, we're wedding you're, you're dipping your toe into the world of erotic uh, thrillers. This is the soft 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 core uh Well there's some the nudity thriller. in this movie. There's nudity, but And there's gruesome deaths in this movie. It's soft. There's one of the best death shots we yeah. I've seen in a movie. It was really fucking good. Yeah. It's up there for kill list. Like Jason Jason Voorhees should have been watching this movie cuz it could have given him some good ideas. Yeah. They did borrow it a little bit from Slumber Party Massacre. Well, we, if, if you know Brian De Palma, you know he likes to borrow. He likes to borrow, he, and I don't think he even uh, hides the fact that he's heavily influenced by Alfred Hitchcock, and it right. shows in this movie. This is obviously got a lot of rear window in it, got some vertigo in it, right? With the fucking claustrophobia that the guy has. Claustrophobia. Oh, I had a arachnophobia moment. Do you remember that movie? I saw it in the theaters. 35 years ago. One of my favorites. Jeff Daniels is in it. Yeah, I know that. Uh, Guys, we'll get back to the actual topic at hand in a minute here. You know, we got got a lot of other shit to talk about. We got to get, we got to shake all the demons of the week out, and then we're ready to talk about movies. Body double, specifically. Yes. Yes, everybody. Body double. By the way, put on your sex voice, Griff. It's got to be. Oh, yes. This is the sex voice. (laughs) This makes the ladies go crazy. Um, so, wait, what was I getting at there? Arachnophobia for some reason. I was fucking washing my hands in my bathroom sink, and I was like, oh, there's a little bit of dirt in my sink. You know, I keep that porcelain fucking sparkling clean in my bathroom. And then I take a closer look, and it's moving. A spider, because I let the spiders be in my house. Yeah. If there's a spider... I say, don't fucking spook me out. Don't do your dropping Spider-Man web, Marianne. Spiders kiss are our thing. friends because they get all the other bugs. Right, and we'll get into another bug story in a minute here that fucking stressed me the hell out. Well, we are going to talk about bug story. That is the movie of this week. That is the movie. This <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> that was not Disney. That was Pixar. Well, it's owned by Disney. Now it's owned by Disney. Well, whatever. So. I take a closer inspection, and they are tiny baby spiders running around in my sink. It wasn't thousands. It was like five of them. But it was still a little creepy. Yeah. Apparently, there's a spider sleeping under my sink. Everyone's just riveted to this story. I know. Anyways, Mike put up a good question uh, in his recent newsletter. Do you remember your first horror horror movie and what age? Not at all. Not at all. It would have been... 
I mean, I would have been a little. It would have been like creature feature on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, no, I have no idea. It would, but it it would it wouldn't have been a really scary. Movie. It would have been like a Dracula movie or Frankenstein okay. or some shit. Universal like Monster or something. Not, I don't know if it would be Universal, but it would have probably be a Dracula movie. Okay, something like that. I know. I got... I don't remember one movie that that. For I think it's got a PG rating, but PG it's pretty scary. Children shouldn't play with dead things. It's oh, a I've zom- never heard it's of It's a that. zombie movie. It was made by the guy that did Christmas Story. Oh, nice. Who he also did Black Christmas, which is a really good. movie. I like that. We watched yeah. that a couple months ago. That's really but, good. Uh, yeah, I remember that being played when I was little. I did not too. know that was the Christmas Story guy. Yeah, very good. Bob Clark, I think. Isn't okay, it? but what was yours? Uh, so. Uh, uh, I was influenced so by... I saw Jaws when I was... My mom took me to see Jaws when I was like three. That's just smart. Yeah. That's the right time no, to see Jaws. You were the age <laughs> of the kids who were playing on the boat, so you probably never played on boats. I don't like... No, I don't like water. You don't like water? No, I don't like beaches or... I don't like getting wet. Really? Do you no. got rabies? Rabies? Isn't that the thing of rabies? You don't like to be wet? Oh, what the f- No, I don't know what you're talking I about. I thought that was a symptom of rabies, man. I don't know. Strokes, don't know. you smell toast, uh, rabies, you don't like water. You don't, hey, you know what? You don't smell toast with strokes. I found that out the hard you way. Sm- I love that song. You don't smell toast with strokes. So what was yours again? So I was influenced by my cousin Dan, a couple years older than me. He had the grandpa living in his house, and he would take him to, you know, Blockbuster and everything, rent him whatever the fuck he wanted. And so a lot of those old horror movies, you know, he had to pick a big name, and then he had to pick something with boobs in it. So I believe That's my That's how first... I picked the movies for our show. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. we'll see that in tonight's Bug Life episode. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was like, it was the f- definitely adjacent Friday the 13th. Well, they all are, except the first. Yeah, except the first one. So it was either two, or, two three, or four that I got to see. And that's where I got my start. I don't. I remember being terrified of it. No. How old were you? I was like eight. Okay. I was like eight. So that that's my nephew's age. To think, at my and, nephew's yeah, age, he's a total pussy. So yeah. I, he's he's watching golf night twenty four seven, and I uh, was like going over my cousin's house to see. That's more wrong than what you were doing. It. Age gaps, man. Like that's that's priorities. Like I was over there the other day, and he's like. Yeah, I'm going to hit some dingers uh, with fucking Mark McGuire on MLB 2023. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> oh, but Murray, I have to shake off some demons of the week. Okay. First off, you know about this. My oven fucking exploded on me recently. That's how we heat up the podcast studio because yeah. we also it's no guys don't you're hearing this all wrong me and murray before we do the show we we talk and and we do clay uh what do they call that where you car clay art we do then the you show by oven heat to keep us humble oh wow yeah that's it <laughs> And sometimes, just like the music video for That's All, we wear hobo gear, too. It's not out of necessity. It's out of just humbleness. You're right. So oven broke, had to replace that. Then the other day, Millie comes in. She's got a fucking tick on her face. I've never dealt with it. It wasn't a beauty mark? It wasn't a beauty mark. It was incredibly stressful. I was sweating profusely while trying to extract this. Millie does not sit sit still for anything. It was right on her lip, too. We got it, I think. Hopefully, clean it all out. Let's hope that's okay. And then I get 
you know, my uncle messaged me back about my tax information. I owe the feds uh, $880 or something. Lord. Yeah. So that fucking sucks. It rains, it pours, man. I know. And then, speaking of raining and pouring, we had a terrible rain yesterday. Just fucking buckets of rain. So my yard's a swamp again. Thank you. And I drive my car down to see good old Roger Rabbit at the Redford Theater. And on my way there, my car just starts freaking out. Blinkers start going. Windshield wipers. I thought my car was haunted by one of the bugs that dies in Bugs Life. Uh, instead, it turns out that I have something going on. A wire's exposed. Anything. I don't know. My fucking car's dead. And it's at a shop right now. So I am without a car. Well, Griff's life sucks right now. But I need to talk about a controversy that we're having on Twitter. You know, last week we did Man with Hong Kong. Check it out if you haven't listened to it. It's beautiful. If episode. you're just here for the fucking perv movies, check out the other movies. Some of them are pretty perverted, too. Yes. You'll find Ginty. that. Ginty. You'll find that. It just... Robert Ginty. Look into it. White Fire? Is that what you're suggesting? <sighs> yes. Yeah. Um, That's the most perverted movie we've done. So when we did Man from Hong Kong, which uh, the villain was George Lazenby, who unfairly gets called the worst Bond by a lot of people. And I say, he's not that bad. But the question is, who is the worst Bond? So I put up a poll. You can only put four up. We all know Connery's not going to... Anyone who says Connery's the worst is one of those douchebags that, like, always got to be the, you know, whatever. Whenever anyone agrees on something, he has to Go against the grain, you know. Uh, Who would you say your least favorite Bond is? You know... Because you always, didn't vote in this poll. No, that would I did be, not. I don't, no. I don't want to sway anybody. And, of I course, wanna, I did not vote, vote no. in this poll. Um, it dep- I always Roger Moore was always kind of like my least favorite because he's kind of a pussy. I don't, never thought he was tough at all. But at the same time, I probably would rather watch a Roger Moore one than a Timothy Dalton one. And I hate to go against anyone named Tim because guys named Tim are cool. But, like, his were just dull. Which ones were? Well, can you name a couple Daltons for I me? No, I can't. Okay. License to Kill, I think, was one of them. That was I'm my, all, That was literally my first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I to be honest with you, I don't think anybody per se is horrible who's played Bond. I think what it is with Bond is the the whole premise of Bond is so intrinsic with the '60s yes. and the Cold War that it, to me it only works in that era, which is why the Connery ones are the best. Yes. But obviously, to keep up with the times, they have to like move Bond later. And that's a character. Because, I mean, he's a, he's a very old school character. I mean, misogyny is a part of what Bond is. You got to have 100%. that in there. Right. You got to have him slapping a woman every once in a while, bedding down broads and, not, and then bailing on them. And, like, I don't want to see a fucking. Uh, fucking sensitive modern guy bond you know it's like how they're trying to give us adam page as this cool cowboy that's also a sensitive millennial and as a millennial that's sensitive i don't want to fucking see that on a wrestling show they don't get escapism we want the escapism so like roger moore he was of that 70s era where they were just trying whatever the trend was at the time they jumped on it so like there was a black exploitation kind of bond moonraker they were trying to jump on the star wars type vibe okay. and his were always a little too silly and winking at the camera for me don't don't we don't like that here and then what happened when they got timothy dalton they tried which was late 80s they tried to make Bond into like a Stallone Schwarzenegger type character, like a badass. What? 
and they went a little too far in the other direction. So, so he, he was like, you know, he was just a badass motherfucker. He wasn't smooth like Bond's supposed to be. Yeah, no, it's... it's I not- never... I, 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 never, I don't think I've ever seen any of the Pierce Brosnan ones, so I can't say on that. And I, tell, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't really give a shit about Bond, so I, I was just putting it out there for the fans. I don't. I'm not really into Bond. I mean, it's fine. I'm, but I'm not. It's a, It's one of those storied franchises before the franchise era that we live in today. It probably was the original franchise. So yeah. it is kind of cool to talk about because people like I grew up with it in my child. License to Kill was my first Bond movie, and I was like, this is so fucking cool. And then I saw like Goldeneye because I played the video game, and I was like, I don't understand what is happening right now. <laughs> So I put uh, Marjorie Moore, Timothy Dalton, Daniel Craig, and Pierce Brosnan on the poll because you can only put four names on a Twitter poll. And this is the biggest response I've ever gotten for a Twitter poll. Yeah, it was over. It was over a hundred votes, which is a lot for us. And it was. um, I was shocked by how just down the middle, everybody has their least favorite Bond. It was literally. Between like single votes, the difference. There was times where it was like three way tie. Yeah, when I checked in on it, a lot of people had comments about a why. Lot, yeah. I, I was surprised. By yeah, because we never have anybody comment on right. anything. So you just bring up an old franchise. We should we should just start doing Star Wars. So we maybe get... we should do a Bond movie. I mean, have we done it? We've already done a Bond movie, have we? No, I don't think we. Maybe have. that. We... Well, they're all two hours long. Yeah, they're over, over. A lot of them are over. Maybe too, if we start with one of the winking at the camera ones, so we I think we just... have to. We got to start with because we. I mean, we're a comedy show at heart. Yeah, I mean, we have to do a fucking Roger. Maybe okay, we ain't doing a Daniel Craig. Well, here's the thing. All right, it was up for a couple of days, over hundred for like hundred and thirty some votes. Razor thin margins. Trump would have demanded death and destruction if yeah. he got these results. Right, and it came down to a tie. It was Timothy Dalton and Daniel Craig. My God. And I'm kind of like, I can't go against a guy named Tim. Tim's are great. So you had to settle this. So I was like, we we can't have ties. There's no ties in, in there's no ties in baseball, right? No, there is not. No ties in baseball, and there's no ties in Golden Globe. As a gambler, polls. that's the sweetest thing, Murray. So, in fact, I think the only place there's ties is hockey and football, right? Hockey no longer has ties. Okay, so they football. Do, they do a shootout. Football does still have ties. Okay. And so... Uh, Except in playoffs. So I put up Daniel uh, Craig and uh, Timothy Timothy Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> there's so many of these You're just going bombs. through every one of them. And it came down... Daniel Craig lost or won, no matter what, I guess, what you would choose, by one single vote. So voting matters, people. It really does. And so it's Daniel Craig is officially, and it makes sense with our audience, because we're an old school, we have a sophisticated old school audience, that they would reject the newest Bond. Well, think about what you... And his movies are fucking boring. Casino Royale, I think I remember liking. I couldn't get through any of the other ones, because they're so fucking long and they're boring. What really disappoints me is that Old Country for No Men. No Country for Oh God. No con- oh, old Country boy. for No Men. Oh boy, autism is coming out here. Uh, no Country. I thought it was dementia. Old Country. No Country for Old Men. Uh, had come out and uh, what's his name? That guy who plays Sugar. Uh, Javier Bardem. Har- Javier Bardem was the villain in the second Craig or third Craig movie, and so I was like, I am fucking seeing this. That guy is so good at being a villain. He's so good at being just like a very serious and like menacing dude. 
Couldn't give a shit about that movie. I saw it in theaters. Barely remember anything about it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I've even seen it. Like we said, you're getting so far from the Cold War in the '60s era and all that fucking that it's based on the co- iconic character of James Bond. It's done. It's over. Or just have it set in the '60s. You have it that. set in the '60s so you can just be fucking sex creeps again. Because I'm glad you brought up sex creeps, Griff. Because that's what we're talking about. Today, I need to do one more shout out before we get into okay. there. Okay, Arbra, you've been recommending movies. You got the one on my radar, the Donald Pleasants fighting a kangaroo. Wow, is that on my radar? But I did watch Cars That Ate Paris. It was on the Criterion app. That's a top tier movie. It was fantastic. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Thank you. Okay, so let's get back to the reason you guys are here. You're like, if you're like the first time listener, you're like, why? Who fucking cares about these guys' lives and James Bond? Yes, we're gonna talk about fuck thrillers. No, yeah, Bugs Life. Uh yes. Um, I mean, Griff, sex and violence. It's the it's the chocolate and peanut butter cinema. They're just two things that go so well together. This is true. And this is why we have sex thrillers. And of course. And I don't think, I think because we're doing a Brian De Palma movie, Body Double. We're starting out slow. We're easing you into it. Right. He makes no uh, bones about it. He's heavily influenced by Hitchcock. And it's it shows in this movie. Almost to the point where it's like, dude, get your own fucking style. But, yeah. And I would say that uh, Hitchcock was probably the originator of the sex thriller. I think, I think, I don't know where we heard it. Maybe we get a guest on that said that they thought that the, the boom in sex slurs in the 80s was because of the 70s porn, the flirtation people had. I don't buy that at all. Yeah. I think it's, it's, because uh, I mean, to me, the, that, that brief moment in the 70s where porn was kind of like acceptable in quotation marks, it gets back to what I was saying on our Mad Max episode, the intellectualization of things, where, because oh. when you think about it, Sex, wanting to fuck or wanting to watch people fuck is the most primal, basic instinct we have outside of like the survival instinct. Right. And uh, as, as, as we talk about with pussy fog, even that kind of supersedes the survival instinct. Because when you're in the pussy fog, when you want to fuck, you do stupid shit that could get you killed. It also helps that it's like porn doesn't barely exist at this time. Well, I mean, I, I think what it was, the, intellectual, the intellectualization of it came from the fact that these the, the bourgeois, the intelligentsia, if you will. Thank you. We're like, well, I'm above such base instincts as wanting to fuck. So I have to it, it make it seem like this art. Like, if people, the one of the biggest, like, when this this thing, this fad was happening, the biggest movie was, was Deep Throat. <laughs> the fucking plot of Deep Throat is a woman has her clit in the back of her throat. There goes. She has to Deep Throat in order to get off. Yeah, that's some really deep fucking. No, it's it's just people just can't admit. I just want to watch people fuck like this. And that's fine. I have no issue with 70s porn. I like some of it myself, but I'm not going to be like, oh, this is when it was art. And now it's just trash. It's always been trash, people. And that's okay. You can like, like I said in the Mad Max episode, you can like trash. It doesn't look, it doesn't, I mean, if you, if you just have a steady diet of trash, that's a problem. If you, all you watch are Marvel movies, that's a problem. You need to expand your boundaries. Yeah, diversify. But 
it's okay to like this trashy shit for what it is, trash. Yeah, exactly. We've been preaching this for the longest time. I go and wa- I watch lots of classic and artistic movies, and then I balance it out with all the fucking trashy movies we watch. It's right. good. Have that balance. Get to see like how these guys are being inspired, the shots they're taking and everything. And I'm not just talking money shots in the back of your deep throat. Exactly. Bringing it back around, It's Murray. okay to watch somebody fuck, you right. know? We but, all fucking want to fly. Well, some of them, not, some of them it, don't, but most of them it's do. It's just really funny to me now that it's like we're in the age of pornography. You can get pornography anywhere. And in films, we have the least amount of genitalia possible. Because we don't need to anymore. And that was the whole point of... Just getting it out because there. Because it was, I mean... I, well, I'll get into this in our next week's movie about porn and uh, like porn shops and stuff. But yeah, it was because it was like... Porn shops were. I, I understand why women are now are getting more into porn than they were back in the day because porn shops are scary, creepy fucking places. I'm saying that as a guy. Yeah. So I can imagine a woman you don't want to go in these. Who places. had a friend who he hung out with who operated a porn like shop? Hung out like I hung out. With, he was my best friend who worked there. <laughs> Griffith acting like I befriended a guy at a porno place. This is my friend for like 10 years before he fucking got this job. <laughs> Gobbly Griff had it again. Which I will be telling stories about his, his the things he saw. Secondhand stories that he saw there next week. Can you give friend a name so we my can... My friend Larry. Larry. Larry yeah. the porn guy. That's perfect. The porn guy. <laughs> yeah, this is the other thing. He quit because he couldn't take it. It's because it was such like I'll, I'll get into the I'll get into the stories. You get that next week. Next week, Ooh, I think it's called a teaser because we're just teasing people this week. This right. movie is just a tease. Brian De Palma trying to be Hitchcock. Hitchcock, if he came back, would probably make the most epic porn thriller. Well, yeah, but he, he his hands were tied because of the censorship. Censorship. Issues. Do you think Hitchcock's a big tit or big ass? Man? Oh, he's definitely a tit guy because that was the era of the big tits. I okay. mean, it, ass is new. Ass is like a twenty first century. It really is. Thing. Yeah, we're mad about the ass around right, the house. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the 20th century is all about tits. Now, one thing I did notice, because we're talking about the movie, everybody, Body yeah, Double. Body Double. Buddy bo- bu- Bugs Life, Body Double, uh, is that we have a character who's the classic nice guy. By today's metrics, he's a nice guy. Oh, you don't have to be afraid of me. I'm just trying to help you, even though he's perving on her so fucking hardcore. That's the premise of this movie. Well, the premise is he's got to solve a murder. Is He has to solve a murder? Which is getting back to the origins of these kind of movies, the 80s. That was probably the prime era of uh, American sex lyrics, which probably was the 80s. And I would say, like, I, I just I, I discounted, and I still believe the 70s point had nothing to do with it. It was Hitchcock was the originator who inspired the 70s giallo directors of Italy, like Argento and the other ones. And I think those movies inspired, it definitely inspired De Palma, I think, mm-hmm. especially with the kill we see in this movie. Right. And so, yes, I would say Giallo's, because Giallo's are basic, they're just, they're fucking sex murder mysteries, which is what a sex thriller is. I mean, that's what a sex thriller is. It's a murder mystery with sex in it. Right. That's the, 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 the definition. This movie just aged up a little bit. All the characters yeah. are like 30s. I mean, they, they definitely look like bigger budgets. 30s. Yeah, you know. bigger budgets. People acting serious, having serious lives, getting better seri- acting, higher quality, everything. Uh, getting know. serious hot dogs for the girlfriends in the apartments with their neon love signs and everything. You know, it's a budget. Right. So I would say the birth of the American uh, sex thriller was the 70s Jalo, which were inspired by Hitchcock. Uh, some fun things we get to see in this movie. 
you pointed out, Troy McClure's house from The Simpsons. Yeah. That rotating, like, fucking well, dome on stilts. It, it didn't rotate. It's oh, it just, didn't rotate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I looked into that. I mean, because that is a, a lot like a landmark in L.A. Yeah. The guy, what happened was a guy, and I guess, inherited some, he was an architect. And he inherited some land, a small parcel of land, but worth a lot of some fucking money because he was in L.A. on the hills. Right. And he was like, I don't have a lot of money. How can I get my bang for my buck for this little parcel of land? So he came up. I guess he talked to some like, people into, like, wouldn't this be a cool idea to do this? And they gave him some money, and he built this. I mean, it's withstood earthquakes. I mean, it's solidly built. That's house. incredible. It, it, it goes down. It goes down, like, like I don't know how many feet. Like, it's, it's like... 20 feet of concrete. The, the major pole's concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes down, I don't know how many fucking feet into the ground. Okay. And, uh, I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, it kind of looks like Space Needle in Seattle, except it doesn't, like, fucking revolve around. But yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, it almost looks like a 50s, like, sci-fi, it, like, War of the Worlds type fucking... Because yeah. it's like a saucer on a post. Yeah. It's fucking cool as shit. It's got, like, the stairs and the elevator or whatever I want, they But what it. I... I mean, obviously, the acting was done... There was a set. That wasn't the interior of yeah, this yeah, building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to know how big is... Because it looked like a studio apartment on the inside. Like, there was no rooms. It was it's just, just one open room. Pad. That's fucking cool. You got your fucking spaceship fuck pad. So, um, it cost, at the time, what would be, by today's, uh, like, inflation, would be a million and a, like, million four or something like That's that. That's it? Yeah. That's incredible. And it was made in the 60s. And uh, the guy, like, died or whatever. And so now it's like, it's a... I, it's like rented out now, like because it's. It, I guess it is hard to maintain the place, so a lot, which stops people from wanting to buy it. I bet. So they just like people just whoever owns it just rents it out now. Yeah, it's like an Airbnb situation. I forget. I think there was somebody famous who owned it at one time, but I don't. I forget. You can, you can Wikipedia. Was it Timothy know. Dalton? It was not. It was Troy McClure. <laughs> you probably know him from Body Double. <laughs> so. There you go. Uh, we just, I mean, we we did another well, one of our famous meandering intros. Should we get into the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, everybody, you're gonna be seeing double or hearing double for this trailer for Body Double. He thought he was watching her, but she was watching him. thought he was trespassing, but he was invited. He knew he had gone too far. He couldn't stop. He saw exactly what she wanted him to see. master of suspense invites you to witness a seduction a mystery a murder body double you can't believe everything you see all right we're opening we are opening this movie yeah. sexy right 
I don't expect you to get turned on by me. <laughs> Expect anybody to get turned on by that. <laughs> it gets a lot of fucking flesh in that bed. <laughs> Very phlegmy sounding sex voice you got there. Might want to take a lozenge. Lozenge, yeah. Click it on my teeth, maybe. All right, so we start out. It's like a horror movie. We get the uh, great graphics, the blood. We're like, oh, what are yeah. we watching? I thought we were here for some some fucking and some killing. We got like the moon on the horizon in the background yeah. and everything. And then we go, we pan down further, further, lower, as in Troy McClure, lower, lower. Oh no, that was Zap Brand again. Another Phil Hartman voice though. He was. I think he wasn't Zap Brannigan. He was dead by the time Future Who did Zap Brannigan then? By the way, how, how, that goddamn wife of Phil Hartman. We were robbed of so many great Simpson episodes with all the characters that he played that we will never see. For fuck's sake, for real. Fuck you, you crazy lady. Fuck you. All right, so we see our, our uh, hero, I guess. Well, I guess we have to call him a hero. He's the protagonist of the movie. Uh, he's looking. He looks like uh, Billy Idol in the Dancing with Myself video. Yep, Billy Idol, I, big time. I think they were going for that look. I think Billy Idol had that same kind of outfit too. Yeah, and directed by Toby, 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 Hooper. Toby ha- Hooper, 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 Hooper of Texas Chainsaw Man. The movie once again, the Griff set is not as good as Night Killer. <laughs> I don't remember where I said that, but go back and listen to the one I said that in. It was in one of our uh, Schlock- Schlocktober from last year. Was it with so Mike? It was with Mike, I believe. Okay, look I for the Schlocktober. Believe. I don't remember. Episode with Mike M. In the well, listen to them all. Or just listen to them all. That was our, and it would make sense if you're a fan of this movie because that was our Giallo month. We only, technically only did two Giallos, but we did Italian horror last year. Yeah. All right, so yeah, and he he's he's like just sitting there, sitting there, frozen, like jaw a jar to the point where we hear the director go, Jake, what what's going on, Jake, Jake, because he's supposed to be in a coffin, but it's like it's like it's like a side view of a coffin, so it's, the illusion is he's underground, yes. but he's obviously not. Because it's like it's like half of a coffin, and he's inside the coffin. Right. Everybody, the it's been exposed. We're on a movie set here. We got our director, Ruben. Played by the great Dennis Franz. Yeah. Who showed his ass on NYPD Blue. I was going to say, I've seen this man's ass. Yeah. Gotta remember, you see his ass. You remember it. It's a wide ass. It's who, a full moon. Who said he was channeling Brian De Palma in his role as this character. Uh, I wonder if he said that to clam up to Brian De Palma. I don't know because he's not—he's not a very uh, complimentary character. He's kind of a fucking weasel. <laughs> because, anyway, Jake is fucking frozen, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And they like stops up, and they pull him out of the coffin, and he's like, "I don't—I don't know what happened. I just—I just froze." I, I feel like I just need some finger foods or maybe some fresh air. And Ruben is telling him, "Just go ahead, take all the time you need. Take the day off. Just relax. Don't worry about. It. We got no sun or no moon." The, mo- the set's on fire, by the way. Yeah, so- we're on a very low-budget horror movie. Right. Jake is a struggling actor. And apparently they cross wires or whatever, so a fire breaks out. We got no moon. We don't even have a shot today. Take the rest of the day off. Right. He's like, take a week off, and we'll just do some other shit, and you can come back, and you'll be ready to go. So Jake, 
he's hungry after all that fucking makeup and getting in the coffin, experiences claustrophobia all over again. He's gonna, he needs some fucking dogs, Murray. That's what you would say, yeah. That is what I would say. Dot dogs heal all wounds. I think Hot, Ben Franklin said that. Bren, Bren, Neil Bren Franklin <laughs> said that. Where is our new Neil Breen movie? It's coming. Don't worry about it. Where is our fucking dancing movie? It's coming. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Let's talk about body double. All right. And so we're coming around the edge of a fucking great corner hot dog restaurant. And the first shot... To know that this is a real good hot dog restaurant, you have a man with tiny white shoes with fucking white socks pulled up. They were actually tiny. They weren't giant because usually 80s tennis shoes were gigantic. Exactly. And he's got the socks that don't they don't go an offensive level up his leg. They're like right at the ankle height. Then he's got those tiny little fucking 80s shorts on. And he's got a hot dog that he is just thrusting. And I was like, this is why it's a sexual thriller. Even the I'm going to ba- take Chris' word from that. I don't know what he's talking about. I did not see this. But. Even the background characters are very sexualized. Yeah. And so he is just in and out with this hot dog in her mouth. And she's drooling. And the mustard and the relish. Uh, and it's just, oh, oh, oh. It, she's deep-throating. The fu- Maybe she's deep-throat. I don't know. I don't know. So Jake is getting some hot dogs, and he loves the onions. More onions, more, more. The guy's like, "I didn't." There's no hot dog. It's a bun with onions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Takes some home. He comes home to his apartment. He's. We got whimsical music happening here, yeah. which every Jake scene. Can I want to point out that uh, when I first. I first of all, I haven't seen this movie in like over thirty years. When I first saw it, I thought Jake was Robert England because he looks like Ro- of Freddy Krueger fame, and it even blew my mind more because this guy is in Dream Warriors: Nightmare on Elm Street three. It's not a. It's not as like some guy related to Freddy Krueger. He just, but he looks. He's like he's like if 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 Robert England, Bill Maher had a child, you would have this guy. Yeah, and I I, I want to make sure we point that out because this guy also looks. Very much like Bill Maher, yeah. especially in a later scene when he slicks his hair back. Yeah. All I could see, if he just had the nose Bill Maher has, it's <laughs> yeah. Bill Maher. He has a big nose, but he doesn't have a Bill Maher big nose. Yeah, Bill Maher has a crazy nose. And so he comes home to his lovely girlfriend, Carol. How do we know that she's lovely? Because they've got that great classy neon sign that says... Jake Hart's... Hart. Carol. Carol, yeah. They got pictures. We're seeing all the pictures. He puts on the bag of hot dogs. He's got a convertible, by the way. Struggling yeah. actor with a classic convertible. Of course. Every like every cop, fucking beat cop has a classic car. Every The other thing that I was like, you know, I was talking to Kayla. Kayla made me think about this movie in a whole different way because me and Murray, as you know, are powerful male figures. With our strong, thrusting voices that are very sexualized. Um, And she watched this movie and she's like, oh, no, that guy's a fucking terrorist. He's a terrorist creep. He's a terrorist to women. Jake is. Uh, But he also has a Paul Simon and you can call me ale vibe. He's got like a weird suit on. He's got the little sneakers that are all scuffed up. He definitely listens to Paul Simon. Definitely. And so... Which probably explains this, what happens in this scene, because 
he hears his uh, girlfriend Carol giggling, and he probably thinks she's she's watching the newest episode of Small Wonder or something like that. Eighty classic eighty show, eighty four. That, that would make you laugh, right? And he's kind of will it make me cry though? He's tittering a little himself because he's like, I'm gonna surprise her with these onion dogs. <laughs> And he's maybe she is laughing because the onions hurt her eyes. And well, we don't know yet. We haven't seen her, but we're hearing her. We're hearing double, and we're 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 hearing. There it is again. The yeah. double hearing. And, and he he's <laughs> like goes in one room. It's room dogs chilling. Looks in another room. He's Brian De Palma is building that suspense. Building the fucking sets though. It's like we get a whole feel of how uh, Jake is living. Right. <laughs> he comes to the bedroom, cracks the door open. Carol's just riding some guy raw dog in it. Uh, by the way, with onions though, played by Barbara Crampton, who the last time I saw her, she was getting eaten up by a, a severed head in the Reanimator movie. Not oh, I never watched Reanimator. Wait, Reanimator's a sequel to no, Re- it's, it's yeah, the original. No, it's the, yeah, it's a movie called Animator, and the sequel's Reanimator. That no, would be good, it was though. it was Reanimator. Oh shit! I don't. Yeah, she's that. the female lead. She gets eaten out, but the guy gets his head chopped off, and he puts the head between her legs. Nice. So this is the first role by Barbara Crampton, and the first nude scene she ever did. And she's on top of this guy riding him, and it was it's it's like they just go like look at each other like oh yeah. nothing said. He just goes like I'm gonna let myself out. Drops the fucking onion dogs. Yeah, he didn't even have the onion dogs in there. It was just his jaw that dropped. He was just like, fuck, what am I doing here? Because he likes to watch. We learned this about Jake. He likes to watch. Uh, but no, they say it, it, it's a great Brian De Palma scene because a thousand words are said with just a couple of looks. Right. She looks down at the dude, looks back at him, looks back down at the dude. That says it And all. then she goes back to fucking him. It was just like. And Jake fucks off to the bar. As you should. As you should. So he goes there. The bartender's like, okay, Jake. They know each other. He's like, I thought you stopped drinking. Give me a fucking whiskey. Doug, cut the shit. Get me a Jack Daniels. And that hurt Doug's feelings. So Doug just puts the fucking Jack Daniels bottle and goes, pour it yourself. Well, Jack, really? He, Jack, uh, I'm sorry. We got to give more character Doug here. Doug's an important character in this movie, Murray. Oh. Doug t- says, Jack, Jake. Excuse me, Jake, what's going on? You don't drink anymore. So much background in one line. So much background. And Jake tells him, aren't you a fucking bartender? Fill my glass and fuck off. And he does that. And then he's like, Jake being the spineless turd that he is, goes, I'm sorry. I, I, it's, it's, I'm going through a lot of shit right now. Is it? Is it Carol? My dog had a mole on her. I had a flip no. deck on her face. My car is breaking. My no, stove do not. exploded. Don't do this. I am not Jake. Look, I am not Jake. I'm fucking awesome. I'm no Paul Simon. God damn it. Call you Al. God damn it. Don't so, call me Al. <laughs> <laughs> so Doug doing what the good bartender does goes, hey, I got a place you could crash at. My place. Right. Let's hang out, bro. 
and hang out, bro. They do. Murray, you know this. You tell me all the time. Bartenders are the coolest people in the world. I would love <laughs> yeah. to go into a place, have my Especially third. Especially when you're middle aged and still bartending. Especially yeah. when you're middle aged. I love that about this movie, though, because everybody. Hey, it's a job. It's an honest job. I'm not, I'm not shitting on bartenders. Oh, no, no. And so, yes, he stays at. Ed, on the kid to sleep on the little couch that Doug has, and he's just like, we're getting this the, the whole vibe. This guy, nothing ever works out for Jake. He's just he had one good thing going in his life, and he was writing that he was getting the small role, so at least he was making a living and everything. But everything has the shit has hit the fan. Yeah, so now he's like, well, he's under the assumption he's still on this this vampire movie, but he's got a week off, so he's like, I'll just go do some auditions, pick up some new work. Right. So he hits the fucking streets, going to these auditions. Acting's all about hustling, man. You got to get out there. You got to keep selling yourself. So you see something. It's like the New Orleans Shakespeare Festival or something. And yeah, he's like, I'm gonna check that out. Again, we're making L.A. look like an incredible walkable place because he's just in all these bustling. He's got foot his traffic. fucking convertible. He's well, no, I just mean it's like every scene you see him in, there's just people walking. Everybody, he's like in the most busiest farmers markets and everything. It's amazing. So he shows up at this place and he meets a, a fellow acting friend. He's like, "Hey, Jake, you met my friend Sam. He's a fellow actor." And then we meet Sam character. Oh, and man! So, and they just have a nice like, "Hey, nice to meet you," and that's it. Sam, I gotta say, Sam seems a little rude. He barges into this conversation. Jake is having a conversation with another guy, and Sam just fucking wheels in there. But I gotta give it to Sam. He's I softened up on Sam very quickly because I thought he was an eavesdrop. No, he's a nice dude. He's nice right. And he's like, hey, you know, and they, they just have like, hey, nice to meet you kind of thing and talk to you later. And then later in the day, uh, uh, Jake's in another audition. He's waiting outside in room and Sam walks out of that audition. It's like, hey, I just saw you this morning. Great to see you, buddy. You know, right. Awesome. And then Jake goes in and he's just like, you get that scene where there's this boardroom full of fucking suits like it's literally a boardroom full of suits and they're just staring at him making him feel like uh, self-conscious you know there is a great scene that this makes uh reminds me of uh from i'm sorry he's now canceled and not canceled louis ck with david lynch in it and david lynch tells louis ck who's auditioning for a late night role okay make with the funny and make Louis, with the funny. Thank you. And Louis just goes, I can't just make funny now. And he's like, okay, then you're not the role. That's how the, that's how this scene went. It was very dry. It was great. I loved it. And you see that it wears on Jake, too, because he's like, I've just been fucking beaten down. Right, which is the life of an actor. You like, know? he then... tried to lace up his bootstraps and get right back out there in America fucking just well, wipe their <sighs> shitty dick all over his Any face. Any job where it doesn't, and then let's be honest, it doesn't, acting doesn't, nobody cares if you can act or not. It's just if they, they like you or they don't like you. Do you have the look? Do you have the look? Right. He doesn't have the look. He looks like Bill Maher, for Christ's sakes. He looks like Bill Maher. That's why Bill Maher had to go into fucking comedy and politics because he's too ugly to be a movie star. Right. And so then he's, he stops, after the, the horrible auditions, he goes to his acting class. And this is one of those bullshit method acting things where it's like they're trying to find like your greatest fear and tap into that yeah. so you can like use that when you're acting. So we're, we're doing this exercise and we see Sam is there. This happens to be there, too. And he's like really interested looking at Jake on the stage with the, co the acting coach. We got a whole audience of eight people, maybe. Yeah. Sam's there. 
And Jake is up on the stage with the acting coach, and he's just tearing them down. You see on the chalkboard's written out, deep fears to trigger, to get us to act better. That's the lesson. So he's like, yeah, tell me like when your deepest fears. And he reveals or reveals a story about how he was playing. First of all, the game's called Hide and Seek, but he calls it Sardines for some reason. What the fuck was that? Is it supposed to be like if you're playing Sardines, you have to squeeze into a tiny area, Hide and Seek? Yeah. Because Hide and Seek I played, you could hide wherever you wanted to. Now, Murray, I'm going to go ahead and say something controversial here. I love it. We're only realizing now the ability of AI technology. We described this scene to Google's bard, kind of like chat GPT. It pumped out this exact scene. Yeah, it was was, uh, terrifying. It was a little weird. I was like, wow, Brian De Palma could be replaced at any moment. Any moment. I don't want to live in a world without Brian De Palma. I don't want to live in a world where Brian De Palma is not directing modest sexual thrillers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, by the way, I want to point out, he, originally, he wanted this to be the first movie that had actual fucking in it. And really? Yes. And then the Columbia Pictures like, no, we're not doing that. And he went the opposite way and took the fucking out of the fucking movie. I think that maybe that was a fuck you to the, the, the studio heads. He's like, oh, wait, you don't want fucking? Well, you're not going to get fucking. I mean, there's something to be said about perverts and, like, peeping. What's the line to toe between peeping? We'll get there. We'll get there. So, yeah, he he's talking about how he was playing hide-and-seek with his brothers, and he's one of those classic little brothers that wants to hang out with the big brothers, and they just like to fuck with him. Right, and so he has to show he's got the talent. Even in the game, like, what? We have to show these sardines, tough, yeah. you know, and he's not a pussy. Right. Which is a big deal when you're a fucking young kid. Hey, a little brother right here. Yeah. I'm a constant little brother. Well, not anymore, but I was. Did he beat you up a lot? My brother? Yeah. I can't uh, imagine your brother being able to beat anyone up, but. <laughs> no, my brother didn't. Like, we would fight, but it was it was an understanding fight. It was a, it was a very respectable fight. And only a few of his friends were like, Physically mean to me. Yeah, I had two older sisters. I was a baby brother, and it was just emotional torture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, when I got old enough to beat them up, that you know, they kind of chilled out. They little. chilled out. Oh, of course they yeah. did. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, well, actually, one sister was fine. It was my older sister, who was a fucking bitch. But uh, so, yeah. So he's like, so I hid behind the freezer. I wedged myself behind the freezer, and because it was a perfect place to hide. But then I realized I couldn't get out. But I can't scream out for help because my brothers will fucking call me a pussy. So I'm just stuck. He's like, tap into that energy, Jake. What did it make you feel? And he's like, ah. And he can see he's really getting fucked up about yes, this. Yes, he is. He's vibrating on the stage with his eyes closed and his fucking corduroy jacket with the pat- elbow patches. He's shimmering. He's shaking. He's sweating. And Sam's there. And he's like... Le- Fucking feel that emotion. He's just like pushing him farther, and Sam can see. Sam is f- just leaning further, 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 further into the edge of his seat, and he's like putting his hands on his face, like Murray loves so much, and he's pulling his eyes back, and he's like, "Oh my God, there's so much talent in this man." No, 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 no. What he's seeing is a man being tortured and tormented by this teacher. Well, Murray, and he's gotta... feeling compassion for this guy. Empathy. Empathy. Because he does stand up and goes, fucking stop this right goddamn now. Are you fucking torturing this human being? Because I see torture. I'm getting the best I can get out of this person. No, you're emotionally damaging him. That's what acting is, sir. 
No, it isn't. Are you a member of this class? N- yeah. No, he said, no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then he's like, but he's like, I can see why I don't want to be a member of this class because you're fucking sick. Jake, come with me. You need a friend. You need a walk. You got a friend in God me. How did we? Oh, it is Disney Month. After all, yeah, Paul Newman. Wait. Paul is. No, Randy, Randy Newman. Paul, you motherfucker. <laughs> I like his popcorn. So they head back to the bar. Where you go? This is when you're a man. That's how you, you deal with your issues. Alcohol. Right. And he's like, is that a baseball game on the TV? Is that a baseball game I see before me? So Sam's like, come on, guy. I just met today three times. Get, get it all out. Get what's going on with Let's- you. Let's talk like men talk. Did you see my chest hair? We're fucking men here. Oh, did you see this bartender over here? Look at her. Little red dress up. No, you know, he's you're misrepresenting Sam. Sam is like, I really care about you. I have empathy. <laughs> Let me hear it. And he just lets out all his problems. Like, oh, my girlfriend was fucking somebody. I can get lost my job. And he's just like looking at his watch. You know, okay. Yeah. You know what? He's like, I got nowhere to fucking stay. He's like, did you kick, kick that bitch out? No, I'm a loser. I'm a spineless jellyfish. Of course I didn't. I laughed. And he's like, oh, my God. You know, you poor man. Well, Jesus Christ. I, Jake, this is so fortuitous because it's just I'm in a jam today. I'm house-sitting for my friend Troy. McClure. You've heard of him, Troy McClure? Yeah. Muppets he's- Get Medieval? <laughs> Seen that movie? You probably seen him in Muppets Get Medieval. Well, he's out of town. I'm house sitting for him, but I got this hot gig in Seattle. Hot. I mean, dripping hot. I could be the guy who pours coffee for Frasier in an episode. <laughs> I gotta do that. How about you just stay at this place? Really? Could I? Could I really? Yes, my dear boy, my baby boy. You can stay at this fucking palatial fuck palace that I'm fucking watching. <laughs> That's when my adulthood began, by the way. I thought I was going to be an actor at age 14 when Frasier was still being aired, and I put out a video feeler for them, and I said, I want to pour coffee in Frasier's favorite coffee spot, and they said, there is no chance you ever have to be an actor. Can you even do an Australian accent? And I sent him a rebuttal video and said, By oh, the me. way, I got... From our Australian friend Flimflam, yeah, he raved about my Australian accent from last week. He didn't say anything about mine. No, he said you. No, he didn't even say anything. He's, like, he's like, that's don't even, even worse. Don't even tell. Griff. That's even worse. Yeah. That he was like, I don't want to hurt Griff's feelings. I'm not gonna bring. If you want to hear how to do it right and how to do it wrong? Check out the man from Hong Kong from last week. So anyway, they go to the place, and it's that crazy fucking... It literally is Troy McClure. If you've seen the episode about Troy McClure when he marries... Is it Patty or Selma? Who is he marrying? I don't remember which one. He marries one of Marge's sisters, and he lives in this fucking house. Right. And... uh, It's very cool. I never realized until watching this movie that that was an actual thing in L.A. So they have like a long staircase, but they also have this little cart thing that can take you up. Yeah. So they're... How do you get, is it like an elevator in the shed? How do they get up? To, they never really. They didn't. They didn't get into that because, like you said, it was like they just went to a set afterwards. So they yeah. show you the exterior to make it like, oh, this is a pain to get to and all that. Right. And that's it. So they're up in the place, and it's a total bachelor pad. It's got the revolving bed, circular bed. It's got uh, a bar, fully stacked bar. Yeah, it's a 
yeah, fish tanks, giant fish tanks, lots of plants. Well, that's the thing. He's like, you got to miss these plants every day at six o'clock. I, I don't know what kind of plants. I mean, I guess you got to keep them. Troy is crazy about his plants. Of course, he had a fish tank. It's Troy McClure. Troy McClure. He fucks fish. That's right. That was his fucking fetish. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) Troy McClure's fish fetish. Yeah, it was. I just liked saying it. It was fun to say. And so he's like, and that's not all. Check this out. And they got a little like telescope thing uh, on the, near the window. Yeah. And he's like, he's like lining it up. He's like, look at this. And then Jake looks down in there and he's like, the show every day at eight o'clock. On the dot. I don't know what's going on with this woman. It's just, it's like the most important show of my day, though. So, yeah, great. So Thank we you, see uh, <laughs> this is where we get the eroticism in the erotic thriller. We see a, a woman, and this is, uh, I know every woman does this. Every woman. does it, and when every woman masturbates, not just to masturbate, she has to get in the sexiest lingerie she has. She has to dance, put on heels, put on heels and jewelry. She put yep. on a lot of like expensive jewelry. Right. All women do this. We've seen we've seen so many movies where. It's, it's always like a white woman, and she puts on, always puts on, you make me feel like a natural woman, and she dances by herself. Women yeah. are always dancing by themselves. Always. Can't get enough of it. It's just like that song, Dancing by Myself. And the guy, and Jake's like, woman. And he's like, yeah, man. And she does it every, it's like putting on a show, man. Incredible amount of time, ellipsis, eclipses here, ellipses here. Anyways. A crazy amount of time passes, and we're just... Elapses. Elapses. Ellipses, elapses, eclipses. Uh, And so we're just, like, fucking sitting here looking at Jake, looking at this woman, back at the woman. Yes, you're here for this. This is how you make this movie an hour and 50 minutes. But this is the whole point of seeing this movie, is to see nudity and shit. To see the rear window fucking vibes So we see she's, like, she's got the fucking stockings on. It was looking good. She's like doing like, like combing her hair kind of thing. I don't know what that was. And then she just gets on the bed and start. Well, she PG thirteen masturbates. We don't. I don't think she even gets naked. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember her getting naked. I, think I she don't just remember. Rubs seeing... the outside of her underwear. I remember seeing her like while she was kind of like dancing about. It was very like a woman in real life would not masturbate to. It was. It's like it's how a woman would masturbate for a guy to watch her. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's all the male show. gaze, if you will. It's all sizzle, no steak. Yeah, she's I not. Mean, in, if she, she, it was a real woman masturbating, she'd just be in her sweats, watching 90, 90 Day Fiance with a tub of like Hagen Dazs next door, and just putting the vibrator on her clit. That's all. <laughs> That's like the real <laughs> masturbation. Not even holding it. Just this dropping is just it. putting on a show. Yeah, no, she's going the full fucking bar to show right. off, and then yeah, it's like Jake or not Jake, but Sam's like, "Hey man, I gotta go, my flight," and he's like, "Oh yeah, one minute, one minute." What'd you fucking say? I'm so encapsulated by your cool telescope here, not what's in the telescope. So he sends sends him off and everything. Jake comes back to the telescope, and she's already in bed, and lights are out, but he can still kind of see in there. Because well, the moonlight is so strong, it's, maybe? It's a movie. We need to see it. Yeah, there. I know. It's yeah. a full moon. And we don't get a full moon. Well, we do get a f- uh, three-quarter moon later on. We do. But, yeah, so he has, he's just like, I'm going to perv up some more. 
question, Griff. If you were in that situation, like you are, you're in a house that had a telescope, and you notice somebody <sighs> doing that, would you watch? Would I watch? You know, there would be a few minutes there that I'm like, okay, I got to take in some of this action. But then the guilt would build up. Like I, every minute, the guilt would build. I would up. feel no guilt, but I agree with you. I'd watch for a couple of minutes, and then I go, "Well, you know, She's, I, just watching someone masturbate." Okay, you know. I yeah, mean, I've no. seen it. You know. Yeah, it's just like you know. she's trying to do. She her didn't. Own. And she, she never mixed it up. She did the same show every night on top of it. Yeah, even the same lingerie she had on. Yeah, if it was a situation where it's like singles, and like she pointed at me, and it was like. Well, obviously, she was putting on. She wanted to be seen. She's an exhibitionist. Because you're right. not you're not fucking dancing naked in front of a fucking full picture window. You know. Right, right, right. If it happens two nights in a row, I'm like, okay, this person's mentally ill, and I well, feel I even guilty. She's, she's a freak. I mean, I don't know. If she's mentally ill. I anyway. Are you saying I? Oh my God, Mister Sensitive uh, Modern Day Griff is saying uh, exhibitionists are mentally ill. I'm usually the one that's always condemning people. <laughs> Mr. Tolerant over here is like, now he's like, no, she's mentally ill. If, if I was watching it in every night she was Anybody doing- who's, I want to put it out, anyone's <laughs> exhibitionist, you're not mentally ill. In fact, you're a very healthy person and you should keep doing it. Unless you're exposing your genitals to- uh, Don't do it to children, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Do it to the right people. Know that you're going to get creeps talking to you and everything. But I would feel every- Every day after, and Sam tells them every day like this at 8 o'clock, I'd be fucking weirded out by that. Like I said, I'd watch it the first time, and then I'd be like, okay, I've seen it. Yeah. 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 It's like the AI generated sign. But we just, I mean, we just revealed, like, this guy's a a chump. He's sexually frustrated because his wife, his girlfriend's really fucking other dudes. So we understand why he would want to watch. And he, we learned that he's a voyeur. I mean, there are people of voyeurs. I, I'd rather participate than watch myself. I'm not like a voyeur. Yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing, I guess, but I would rather be in the action. Yeah, no. Uh, it, like, I would rather be fucking a woman than watching two women get on. Even though like, a lot of guys, it's a fantasy for a lot of guys, like watching two women get on. I'd rather be fucking a woman than watching that myself. Yeah, yeah I don't... I don't know, but... If I heard that was happening every night, it'd be like, this is fucking weird. I feel weird about this person now, and I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. If you watch it once on a I wouldn't be weirded whim, out, but I would be like, whatever, I'm over yeah, it. Yeah, you watch it. it once on a whim, you're like, oh, that's fucking crazy. That's kind of cool. But then it, and it happens two times. You're like, is this is this fortunate, or is this just kind of strange? No. So, she, like you said, he's going back. He's like, I got nothing better to do. I might as well crank one out before I go to bed. And he goes back to look, and she's sleeping, and he sees in her room there's a man with a fedora, which already tells you the guy's a creep. Oh, super creep. And he's putting money into the safe that's in the wall. Yeah. A safe in the wall. And then he shuts it, and then he goes to leave, and then she wakes up. Right. And there's like a, a tussle between them, and he fucking smacks the shit out of her. And he did say, you motherfucker, when he's watching it. So he is, he's my lady kind of guy. Yeah. And he's just like, wow, that's awful. He doffed his cap after a bitch slapping her. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about Jake. He's just like, oh, that's, that's awful what she's doing. So, we, so he, like I said, he's a nice guy. Right. He's a nice guy. He does say that hat looks really good on him. I should get one of those. <laughs> All right. So now he's just, he's intrigued. He, now we, you, I, 
the bait has been set. He's like, I have to watch this house now. Like, yeah. I want to know. It's, it's the rear window effect. He's like, yes. I, I don't know what's going on. Right. He feels completely entrapped here. I got to do this for this woman's safety. I need to watch her. I need morning, to protect her. Day and night. My I lady. Need to protect her. God, if she was on forums, he would be the he, guy out there he's saying, white knighting it, dude. she is the best wrestler in the world. Do not talk he, bad about Riho. He's white knighting her. Thank so you. He's a white knight. He is a white knight. Next day, he gets a call from his agent. He's just like, yeah, you got fired off of that fucking vampire movie. What? What the fuck? You're my agent. He's like, well, I'm sorry. One of my other guys got the job. So Yeah, yeah. they already have another guy in the set. <laughs> How do you know? He's my he's my other agent. <laughs> or yeah, my other client. Yeah. Excuse me. I got the... So Jake heads to the fucking movie thing, and they're already filming it with his replacement. This is a bold move, though, for Jake. Yeah. This is impressive. Jake confronts his problem. Yeah, he's like, Ruben, what the fuck? I thought we had... He's like, look, dude, I got 22 days to put out a fucking movie. I don't have time for your fucking bullshit. I'm on the Golden Globus Theater <laughs> schedule here. Right. I have 31 days to get... <laughs> An hour and 30 minute movie done with tits, with ass, with a While we're man. doing that, there's a shower scene being filmed as we're doing this. Yeah. So he's like, you know, and he's like, get this guy off my set. So Jake gets thrown off the set, goes back to the fuck bed. While he's misting those plants, he's like, 7.59. I better check, see what my lady is up to. Goes back to the old telescope. And sure enough, she's doing that same dance. Right. But as he's watching her, it's like his other eye was open or something. Well, he saw some sparks flying. He sees sparks flying. And he sees there's a satellite. Just remember, this is the 80s. There's a satellite dish. Correct. And we see a man working on it, like, you know, welding it on. Yeah. And so in the flashes of the weld, you know, fire hitting the metal, he sees the man's face and he's like, that is an ugly man. He is a terrorist. He is a horrible human being, unlike me, a good person just watching this woman undress. But he had beautiful, silky hair, which he told us he's an Indian. He's a Native American. Oh, that absolutely. They have the beautifulest hair. <laughs> and, well, they do. And it's, it's, that's why Sensei Seagal is probably one quarter Cherokee, <laughs> yeah, like every it. other white person that's in America it. claims to be. That's why he needs and, to keep his hair in such pristine condition. And he's watching because he, but he's watching for a different reason because she's got that safe out and she's putting on all this like diamonds and bling on her body as she's doing the masturbation dance. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I want that fucking that ice. We're, that's what we're seeing is I want that ice. And uh, so, you know, you got fucking Jake white knighting all over the place. She, this man needs to be off her message board. He doesn't belong here. He's a creep. His hair's great. His hair's great. <laughs> Silky as fuck. <laughs> I just want to run my hair through that hair. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, he's the fucking worst. <sighs> So the next morning, Jake's going off, I guess, to another audition. As he's driving, there's some um, some landscapers who, like, yep. some sh shit fell off the back, some branches and shit that they were... We trimming. know all about that in Michigan this yeah. year because all of our trees are collapsing yeah. from the ice storms. And they're, it's, like, covering the streets where Jake's got to stop. As he stops, just coincidentally, he goes by that house that the Gloria is the woman's name that yeah. we've been watching. She's pulling out of the house, the gated she, community. She also has to wait for, right. you know, the branches to clear it out of the way. And so Jake gets to see her and then music boop, 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 starts popping up and it's all fluttery. And it's like, oh, my God, it's my lover. This is a total 
fucking creeper. Nice guy store. But then across the way, he looks, and who does he see? He sees that flowing hair in the wind. <laughs> it's just flowing uh, in the wind. Uh, uh, uh. Did you? Okay, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm going to spoil it because it's a podcast and everything. But uh, did you see him and go, Indian? <laughs> No, you already actually spoiled yeah, it, but yeah. yeah, that's his character's name. So I just, yeah, you know, that's the only we na- only just because we na- he has that beautiful silky black hair, long the- down his ass. He has like a fucking melted on <laughs> face, and they're he's like Freddy Krueger face. <laughs> yes. and he's got rotten teeth. Yes, and wraparound shape, and he's like, <laughs> and they lock eyes for a second. Then he jumps into his for Bronco. Question. Did O.J. Simpson see this movie, and was this the impetus for him to kill his wife? Hundred percent. Because he even did, like he even got the Ford Bronco. Tell me this right now, since we're in sexual thriller month, and we yeah. can talk sexy about things. Yeah. What's sexier, modern Bronco or vintage Bronco? <laughs> vintage is always sexier. Come the fuck on! Where are you at, Ford? Your new Bronco fucking sucks. Every, everything about today's society sucks. All design sucks. All architecture is trash. It's right. all like a box now. Exactly. Everything sucks about everything modern life. Everything fucking sucks. So any modern city is going to be bullshit because it's got no creativity. It's got no. all fucking it's all, bureaucracy. It's all about making it like uh, uh, form follows function. It's yes. like it's got to be functional. It doesn't have to be beautiful. Right. You know? It fucking sucks. Yeah. Everything about it. And so she gets past the, the, the landscapers, and then the fucking she, Ford Bronco follows her. And then the White Knight's like, I got to save her. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Could you please move your tree limbs? I got to go save a woman. I'm a White Knight. Duff my cap that I don't have. And, he he just, made it to the and then he just runs over one of the guys. He's Mexican. Who cares? He just runs over that's him. Right. That's right. And then uh, we see they wind up at like a mall in like Rodeo Drive, the very where the rich people yeah. shop in LA. Kayla's commentary on this mall? This is a fucking cool ass mall. I I don't know. I've always been to LA once. I swear it reminded me it probably wasn't the same place, but where they have the Chinese theater where they have the handprints and everything. Oh, There's yeah. like a mall around there. I I thought that was it, but it probably isn't. Uh, yeah, I've been to an outdoor mall in California. I, I it was in that area ish, but I don't. It wasn't that yeah. one. And so, yeah, she, she's the shopping, and then <laughs> we all had questions about this scene. So she goes into like a lingerie store, and oh, but first, I'm sorry. Oh, cool. yeah, I'm getting yeah, way yeah. ahead of you're myself. Getting, you're getting a lot because they have this is this is where they would drive, so they get valet service in their parking garage. That's right. So she gets the even for the cheap people, yeah, <laughs> and the poor people. And then she, as soon as she gets out of the valet, she goes to a payphone and calls somebody. Right. And she's like, I need to talk to you. Like, they're setting up this meet at this motel. And so Jake also had his car valet. Worst, first of all, worst stalker ever. He's so obvious. So obvious. Kayla's losing her mind. She cannot <laughs> stay quiet during a movie. Every emotion she feels, what is this guy doing? So she's like, why is the Indian saving this woman? <laughs> he would, Well, she did not know what was going on with that other person. She's like, who's this fucking creep? She did not immediately go, that's an Indian, because she doesn't recognize Native American hair. You should. She should. Yeah. But she doesn't respect America like we do, Murray. I've tried to teach her. <laughs> well, I don't know, because you got that flowing fucking sexy hair. How does she no, not I get it? No, I cut the flowing sexy hair, oh, man. Come oh, on. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh. <laughs> but your power is gone. My power is gone, Samson. That's why we're so mumbly in this episode. So I also want to point out that uh, 
her voice is dubbed for some reason. I don't know why. I, I didn't see anything in IMDb that explained why, but I'm they dubbed glad, this woman's voice. I'm so glad you told me that because I was confused watching this movie. I was yeah. like, this doesn't match at yeah. all. And as far as I know, the actress is American, so it's not like she can't. He has an accent or anything. Like I don't Brian know why. De Palma reviews. Like why all- not? If why not hire the person with the the sexy voice or whatever it is you wanted to just play it? Because yeah. why not? Well, who the fuck cares? This yeah. isn't the woman we get to see. Yeah, they it's even, not a huge part. They even show us how they do a, a fucking boob swap in a movie <laughs> yeah. at the end of this movie. Right. So it's like we know this is a thing that exists in the world. So he's like he's driving. She and she's like she sets up this uh, meet at a motel. And then she hangs up, and then she goes to do her shopping. Fucking Jake is following her. Jake from Steak Farm. Yep. And <laughs> and we all took on a whole new meeting this movie. <laughs> and we all yeah, he just wants to get insurance. <laughs> and he's like, hey, I, you, you, your husband beats you up. I got insurance for that. And so, <laughs> and then we see like. I don't know who's the worst stalker, the Indian or Jake. The Indians are scurrying everywhere, like ah, like running after Yeah, the people. Indian is doing this. God, I feel bad for saying that so many times. Oh, but shut again, up. Nobody cares. I know, right. Nobody does care. Uh, but he, they, he is wearing that great sexy Danzig sheer, like <laughs> black sheer shirt. Everybody, he is wearing, and I'm sorry to spoil this later, even that is a fucking like stage prop because when he rips off his shirt later in the movie, his abs come off with it. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you were really looking at this movie more than I was. I didn't, well, I didn't pick Murray, I watched it twice. Okay. And so the second time I watched it, I noticed that when he does rip it off, finally his abs come well, off. Shit, if you're going to put the trouble, putting fake abs on, you're going to wear a sheer fucking shirt. I guess. So yeah. So he's got this sheer goth shirt on. And he's running around in this mall with Literally. the fuck wraparound shades. <laughs> the most weirdest looking guy you've ever seen. There is a moment in a second here where people are literally laughing about how intense he looks. So he's doing a horrible job of fitting in in public. But I think that's the point, though, as we'll learn later on. He wants to be not inconspicuous, but conspicuous. So, yeah, exactly. So Jake has followed after the phone yeah. call and everything he hears that gloria is in distress he follows her still she goes into a lingerie shop yeah because she has set up a whole evening rendezvous with whoever she was talking to right and so she's like well for this evening rendezvous i gotta have new bloomers yeah new gigantic granny pants <laughs> oh my god At least they were like silky looking but yeah okay look griff and i well i don't know i don't want to speak for griff I've never bought an underwear at a lingerie shop. Are you allowed to try on underwear? Uh, I'm going to go ahead, Murray. Is this okay if I pivot to Kayla's theory on yeah, this? Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I want to get the feminine point of view on these movies. Yeah. Yeah. She yelled at my TV, <laughs> fuck no, <laughs> what the fuck is this? No. That is not how this works. And she was even How do more, you... Uh, do you just got to roll the dice with the panties? I like, guess you, you got... You know, like, like, I guess they assume... I mean, I've never tried on underwear. I just buy it out of the fucking package. I guess you just know. assume uh, they know, like, you've bought once before. Like, do, you do know you, the size. Do you, or do you have to do a thing where you got to put them over your underwear? Would that be acceptable? I don't, I don't think know. you get to take them into a dressing room at all. Because at that point, you're just assuming the person put them on over their underwear that they're currently yeah. wearing. You can't take that assumption. It's been yeah. a long time since I've, you know, frolicked around in the underwear stores, Jake style. 
Okay. Yeah, I had that. I had that hair. I had the binoculars. Yeah, so Jake is like out. looking through the window at this. All right. So the the woman working at the register, she gives her the giant bloomers. Strong European woman. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you got from that? Because she had the short hair. Well, the accent too. I, I didn't pick. You didn't pick up on that accent. I I don't know. I was. I didn't watch this movie, Griff. Let me be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. But so she literally said, "Moose, comrade, I've, I've got the squirrel here." So uh, they take her to the dressing room, which is just got a sheet across it, not even a door. Not even a door, and the fucking shopkeeper does the sheet a quarter of the way. <laughs> and then, but, that's, but we've learned that Gloria is an exhibitionist because right? she leaves it open. So she knew. She yeah. had to know. Well, I'm, you have to be blind not to see fucking Jake. She's got he's those like, fucking Jake is literally on. licking the window, like, you know. <laughs> He's creeping. Every shot is Jake. And this is why Kayla was just like, how am I supposed to relate to this person at all? Can you relate to this person at all? Jake is who yeah. she's talking about. Because he, he is fogging the window, hands, nose, all of that. <laughs> pressed up against it. Just pressed up. And, uh, she, and she tries on the gigantic bloomers. And she's like, these will do. Takes them off. I will buy these. You're getting it wrong. Oh, wait. No, she does say she... Wait. She buys them. She buys them, but she switches off her current underwear. Oh, did you? Yeah. Wow. You were really jaking the scene because I was... I was jaking all over this <laughs> You're scene. You jaking off. Big I was jaking hard. <laughs> all right? Is that sexy? Is this my sexy... Did I find my sexy voice? Is this it? She was, he was jaking off hard because we watched her take off her underwear, put her underwear in another bag, and then go and pay for the underwear. Meanwhile, the 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 uh, shopkeeper Natasha, she notices this fucking. So, like, I don't know how you cannot notice this creep, and she calls security. Right. You think she'd be like, um. Let's shut this curtain. There's a guy like looking at you, but she anything yeah. anything. Maybe her go to the window, like, go away, anything. But no, she calls security. Security comes. What's going on, Jake? There's, there's, there's like two entrances that Jake sees across the way. The other window, the Indian fella, it's got his junk pressed up against there. He's licking the fucking window. I have to point out one other thing that Kayla was disturbed about. Okay. And I brought this up to you, too, because it is very offensive. While Jake is peeping down Gloria in the dressing room whimsical music is playing fun music is playing this it's Brian De Palma's way he probably thought when he was editing even he was like this guy's a creep I need to somehow make people like him whimsical music here Murray I just want people to hear the music real quick so here is some of that music Shit, that's wrong music. Here is the right music, though. (laughs) 
I like this guy a lot more now. It worked. It just Great works, job, right? Brian De Palma. I'm I, back on Jake's side. I was worried about him. I was worried about his onions and hot dogs and all that. But no, I think he is actually. He's one of the good ones. He's a, he's a white knight. Yeah. Or no, he's a true knight. Is that what they say? I don't know what's the opposite of a white knight because white knight's <laughs> black bad. knight would be the black opposite, knight. Yeah. What's a? I don't know what a black knight is in this context though. It's an evil knight. <laughs> it's like from the black knight is a thing. But me. white knights we've learned are like nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. So is well, a black knight actually like the black just, knights and Andrew Tate? That's not good then. That's even no, worse. No, it's not. Yeah, they're both bad. They're both Being bad. Being a knight is bad. Gray knight. We need our gray Just knight. Just be a normal person. We need our Cody Rhodes gray knight. So security comes up. Sir, can I help you? No, I'm fine. And he's, security was nice enough to let this creep off. Yeah. Because he sees the Indian, and he's like, that's my milady. And he goes after, and then he, he loses both of them. Indian's gone. Gloria's gone. He's searching around. He spots Gloria. She's getting into an elevator. So he rushes over to the elevator, gets in with her. It's just those two. And he's like, this, now it's time to make my move. Jake, you can do this. You can do this. And just as he's about to like, like drop one of his lines, he's got the fedora almost off the head. <laughs> it's slowly going down his forehead, making a very, very uh, assumptuous shadow very Michael across Jackson his face. Yeah. Kind of move. He's starting to adjust his hips and his toes. Doors open, bunch of people get in. This sets off Jake's claustrophobia. So he starts freaking a little. And the people loading and loading and right. loading. Sardine, like a sardine can. Like a sardine can. And just you think they get no not one more person on, the Indian shows. Finally, up. you get the dun 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 dun. And he just looks at Jake, sees Jake sweating. Everybody on the elevator notices him. This is well, what we, were just, we were just alluding to this yeah. because then finally the elevator doors close and we see the Indian guy smile the biggest, most menacing smile you've ever seen. And everybody is tittering. You see that fucking freak ass Indian? All right. Now they get off the elevator. Uh, Gloria, she's done her shopping. She's got her granny panties. She's ready to go. She goes <laughs> to the valet. Valet shows up, and then she she like looks and goes, "These are granny panties. Why am I? Why did I buy these granny panties? I told you she switched. <laughs> she is throwing away her used underwear. Why? I have no fucking clue. I think there was there was a skid mark. <laughs> she's like. <laughs> And she's like, "Why? No, she throws them in the trash." Again, these aren't the you. These aren't the new underwear she's throwing away. All right, I get it. Okay, I'm just making All right, sure. I know you're she- the master of the panties. You know what's going on. You. you just timed My it favorite out. Metallica Seaside <laughs> is uh, Master of Panties is pulled There's the strings. A seaside to an <laughs> album. I said the p word for that joke, oh, and I want you to acknowledge that. Master of Undies first is pulling the strings. First of all. Panties does not start with a B, first of all. I said B. <laughs> He's a panty. So, he pockets them like the creep that he is. Right. And again, whimsical. Boop, 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 boop. Like, like I said, the Palmer realizes, like, fuck, I wrote this. He realized at this time, I can't go back. I wrote this guy as a total creep. How do I fix this? <laughs> that is Whimsy. It. That is He pops in it. a little Seinfeld into his boop, 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 boop. <laughs> If only Seinfeld existed, it would have been a bo 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 Kramer would have come she in She gets frame. in her car. 
He falls. He sees. I think he sees the Ford Bronco I chase after or something. I don't. Know. I don't think he saw the Ford Bronco. He's just like, oh my god, please get my car. Please. Ma'am, you drop these, and then she mm. drives off. I wish there was a ma'am, you drop <laughs> these, because that would allude to the fact that he feels guilty about having his her cooked up underwear so in his pocket. Cooked up underwear. They're <laughs> fucking baking under her fucking raw ass pussy all day, Murray. <laughs> Sexual thriller month. We're using some vulgarities here. That is yeah. a baked. Pair of undies. This will get the ladies listening. <laughs> so he goes. She goes to the beach front hotel, the motel that she was calling that guy about. Beachfront bannies. And she goes there, and she and Jake fucking follows her. She's got a place to go to. There's a whole outdoor staircase to get yeah, to. It's the like beach. on the beach. The motel is like on a hill, so it's like this tiered as it goes. Was down. it a motel or was it their apartment? No, though? it was the motel. Oh, okay. Because this is where she was going to meet that guy. Okay, I didn't realize it was a motel. And Jake, there's like a stairway that goes down the entire hill. So Jake can't. You know, she goes to the room. Right. Which is like a balcony. Every, they all have balcones. It yeah. looks off right on the beach. Shared staircase to get to the beach and the balcony. So Jake right. is just going right by her, but noticing every single thing and right. pointing it into his brain and lodging it in there. He goes down to the beach, immediately gets to like some tents, pylons they have set up so you can right. change your clothes, right. and just stares at her from the beach. And she notices him, finally, for the first time. Kayla this whole time has been going... How does this woman not notice this man following her? Well, we learn it. It kind of turns around. Well, she is an exhibitionist. She likes to be watched. And so he, then she like goes in. So he creeps back up the stairs and he goes like into the room above her, like balcony above her, looking down on her. And he can hear she's on the phone and she's hearing this person she's supposed to meet canceled. Yeah. So he's like, she's like, I really need to see you. Oh, and then she fucking hangs up the phone, fumbles it, hangs up. And then Jake's like, now's my time to make my move. And they, uh, did she look up at him? No, it's like she ends up going down. She no. goes, yeah, she goes down to the beach. And right. he sees the fucking Indian lurking among all those like a little changing tents. Yeah, the changing tents. And he's like, I got to save this woman. I'm a white knight. I have to do this. Let me toss my fedora back a little bit or forward a little bit, whichever way it goes. So he's like, ma'am, ma'am, excuse me. There's a crazy Indian chasing you. I'm chasing him because he's chasing you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a stalker. I'm not a creep. I'm a nice guy. I'm a really nice guy. I'm a really nice guy. If you got to know me, do you want to get some wine? <laughs> and she's just like, uh, and then as- she's got those giant shades on. She goes, I know somebody's following me. And you're thinking she's about to say, I'm into the fact that you've been following me. You've got that fucking Paul Simon, you can call me Al look going on right now. You got the David Byrne baggy suit on. He didn't have the bowl cut that Paul Simon had. Yeah, he did not have that bowl cut. He had a fucking mane. It's a little baby mullet. He's got a little baby mullet. That's for sure. That's for sure. And as they're meeting cute, the Indian, now's my time. So he runs past him, grabs the purse, and runs. Literally how every nice guy imagines the encounter with his crush stalk. Well, the person he's been stalking goes, yes, my damn. I got to tell you, I've been keeping you safe all these days. And they're just going, I know. That is is (laughs) the dream for a white knight. It happened right here. Yeah, exactly. And so Indian, Indian grabs the purse. Yeah. Jake gets the fuck. Is this my lady? Duty calls. And he rushes after the Indian. 
And they're running. And they're running some more all along the beach. And the Indian runs up to this tunnel. Goes into the tunnel. Jake's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you, my lady. Gets halfway in. Realizes he's in a tunnel. Claustrophobia kicks in. That's right. Freaks the fuck out. He plasters himself against the wall. He's sweating, pouring profusely. Indian stops. He's like, I thought the guy was supposed to be following me. Yeah. And then he's like, oh. He fucking drips the mockery all over Jake's face. Just fucking flicking sweat at him. Starts fingering through that purse. Dumps out Rips everything. That purse like a motherfucker. Oh, he pulls out a fucking orange card that we're like, what the fuck is that? Because it's, well, we it's a credit, credit card. card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's rubbing it all over his mesh shirt. And then he starts doing like a... What was that fucking shriek he did? He did like a wolf howl kind of thing. It was terrifying. It was good. It was good. And then Jake just collapses in a fucking mess. And then Gloria comes up and she sees him. It's like, well, he does grab the purse and starts to put the shit back in there. Right. He can't help himself. He's got to griff a little. So he looks at and he sees her name and where she lives and everything. Height, eye color, uh, what her favorite type of undies are. Right. You get that. Sure, her Playboy data sheet was in the purse. That's right. You know, turn turn outs and turn turn outs. Well, obviously a big fan of balconies. Yeah. (laughs) She had a giant balcony. Every woman loves a balcony. Yeah. And she, like, comes up and he's like, please help me out of here. I'm having a panic attack. And then she walks him out, and they get to the outside. And he's just such a baby boy. She's just feeling so sweet to him in his moment of, like, pure fragility. And he's like, look, I've been following you to keep you safe, madame. And she can't help herself but make out with him. Well, she's like, is my husband paying you to do this? Because, you know, we know we know there's some fucking friction between her and her husband because we saw him slap her the other day and then he just this is the movie just goes in for that kiss and like you said this is a total white knight fantasy she's receptive to it and 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 griff and i both at this time were watching this we thought this is his fantasy this isn't really happening because it doesn't help that this song is playing And they're like the the camera. They're, now they're on like a green screen for some reason. And the camera's panning around, circling, and he's touching her tits. And he's, yeah, you said a green screen, right? Yeah. Fucking what is this? I Everything don't know. about this. I think that was a callback to Hitchcock. I think Hitchcock used a lot of oh. green screen. Oh, okay. But I think that was because like you had to back then because it was hard to like film outside. I get that. Know, yeah, that I get that. Shit. It was just jarring. Yeah. It's not sexy. Well, that's what told to me, and I think told you, that this was a fantasy because it looked didn't look real. It didn't look real at all, and it's supposed to be him from behind, like, taking her, pulling her blouse back, like, getting into her bra and everything, yeah. like, exposed. Like, I don't think we saw no, we this chick. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, just yeah, saw yeah. bra. Yeah. But, like, he was getting under her shirt and everything. It's supposed to be super sexual, and then it's, like, snap to reality. Right. They are making out. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> this wasn't him just like coming in his pants like, oh, I'm here to help you. It was so weird. And then she's like, 
I can't do this, and then runs off. So now Jake goes back to the pad because it's 6 o'clock. Those fucking plants need to be misted. And he's he's like, I'm in. I did it. I'm going to have a date with this woman. So we get the classic 80s scene where you're calling up your crush right. and you're practicing your lines. He's got the Seinfeld brick phone. That's right. Hey, uh, Gloria, I'm that guy that you almost fucked on the beach. And even he's like, no, no, that's awful. That's I awful. can't, that's I awful. can't do that. And then he's like, he looks and sees it's eight o'clock, and he's like, showtime, seven fifty nine. You know she's getting ready. She's <laughs> he's got the fucking the alarm clock set. Like beep beep. He's yep. like, yes, yeah. Fucking grabs the lotion. He got the lotion right next to the telescope. <laughs> Homeowner is gonna be really confused why the alarm is set to seven fifty nine. Right, and why there's no more lotion in his fucking bathroom. It's <laughs> empty. Why it's all been removed. He's actually his- wearing glorious panties. I mean, he's going full fucking weirdo creep. He, I mean, there's a lot of carriage in those undies for his dick. Right. So, and then he sees that uh, Gloria's in her Mercedes. She's driving. She's pulling in the garage, and like a cop car or something's with her. Mm-hmm. And we see oh, escorts it's, her. It's, in. it's not a cop car. It's security. Yeah, security. Because we we see he's letting her in. And then he's like notices something up in the fuck room. He's like, "What's going on there?" Yeah. And he sees the fucking Indian is in her fucking house. Oh no, the Indian's in her cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's trying to get into her cupboard. That's like the first novel I read. And he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And he's doing the thing where he's like, "Stop!" Like, like, like he's telling her, and he's like, "Dude, Rear you're window. fucking, you're a fucking half mile away. What are you? Right. She can't hear you." And he's like, oh, my God. And we see the security guy leave the place. That's right. There's a dog in the house on the first floor. Indians on the second floor. And so she starts to go up to the second floor. And we see the Indian. He's got this giant fucking auger. And he's got the idea. Slumber Party Massacre nod. Right. And I don't know which came first. Maybe Slumber Party ripped off this. It did not. It came out two years before this did. I know shooting and all that filming time, but two years. I think it's a coincidence. I find it it's hard probably, to believe. I find it, it hard to believe Brian De Palma was watching look, Slumber Party. Who massacre. hasn't looked at a fucking giant auger and been like, I should write a horror movie around yeah. this? So I, I don't think there was it's, any it's kind a of coincidence. Okay, first of all, this this wouldn't work because the idea is he's going to drill into the safe. Yeah, to get into it, and but luck would have it, the safe's already open. Right. But so he's just like grabbing shit and just putting it in his little Indian satchel. The beaded, you know, say he had a nice beaded satchel because yeah, to play up good. the Indian thing. Yeah, right. Really. And turquoise, lots of turquoise. And then he hears a noise. He hears the Gloria, so he hides. In the hiding spot, by the way, he kneels down by an end table she has next to her bed. That's it. <laughs> Even if you don't turn the lights on, there's so much moonlight. By the way of the movie, telling us there's so much moonlight, she can see him. Right. And she goes into the other room, starts undressing for bed. He goes back. He shrugs and starts stealing more shit. <laughs> well, if you're there, why not? When you know? in Rome, it when in Gloria's bedroom. It yeah, it works perfectly. He, was, he, he did the sardine. Wait, excuse me? He played a sardine. Oh, he played a sardine, yeah. Jake's like, oh my God, oh my God, I have to call her. So he phones up. There's a killer in here, look out. She has to come out of the bathroom, by the way, mm-hmm. in her little robe to answer the phone and as she answered the phone, right next to Indian's face, by the way, <laughs> she might as well have picked it off his face. Uh, and she puts it to her ear. Oh, yes. Hello. He's right behind you. And just as he says that, the Indian grabs the cord from the phone, starts strangling the girl. 
That's right. Picks her up off the ground, man. He's got some fucking upper body strength. That's right. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to fucking save her. I'm a white knight. So instead of, like, did he call the cops or did he just run down? I don't... He starts running down there. I don't even remember him calling the cops. I'm pretty sure he did call the cops, though, because cops do arrive. Okay, so... He well, he could have called after, but he, I think he's he didn't call the cops because he's got to be the hero. Yeah, you're right, and she does call the cops. So oh, yeah, shit's right. So he uh, he runs down, bumps into some joggers. Come on, he's trying to kill her. Come with me. And these two joggers are following him. While that's happening, uh, she's she like headbutts the guy or something. They fall back. The Indian hits his head on the auger that's on the bed. Jesus fucking! So the guy's got like uh, you know he's got that concussion problem. Right. He must have played football in college. Right, but you would think that beautiful Indian hair would protect his head. But Jesus no. Christ. Well, That's the drawback. That, that real Native American hair yeah. would have protected him. Right. I'm oh, pretty sure. Vince McMahon taught me that. Maybe that. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the drawback to it. It's beautiful, but it's fragile. That could be it. It doesn't protect. That's probably why. It's he, a glass cannon. And that explains why they scalp people, too. It's that beautiful hair. Oh, that might be it. He got his head. He just want to pet it. And just like... <laughs> So, yeah, he's knocked out. She's all, <coughs> I can't speak. So she calls the cops, and she's just coughing into the fucking phone. And the police, the dispatchers, are pissed at her. Ma'am, say fucking English right now, or I swear to God, I'm going to hang up on you. <laughs> and then we just get the shot of her back, and we see that auger bit going right up to her back. And he goes, zip! He just gives her a little zip in yeah, the back. Yeah, she gets a zip in the back. It cuts her. She shoots away from it. We see downstairs Jake is breaking into the house now. And the runners, who he just sprinted beyond because he's so fu- white knight speed. You know, they talk about our charge strength, retard strength. He's got fucking white knight strength here. And I'm sorry. White knight strength here. So he is running Tom Cruise level speed here. Right. We all know how fast Tom Cruise can run. So he fucking flies by them. He's first in the house. He gets in there, but the dog is there. Immediately attacks him. So he's struggling with the dog. Well, that's going on. Gloria's struggling with the auger because she gets. She does the classic horror movie thing. She just falls down. She has a chance to get away. She sees because we get that tense shot. <laughs> yeah, that's what Murray. Your favorite <laughs> shot. Please help yeah. us out because yeah, he brings a fucking electric <laughs> auger. They have to plug in. Yes, he didn't a, bring the extension cord. Apparently, it's a corded drill and it's got the inbox four foot. Cord right. on it. <laughs> Which I understand, obviously, it's to ratchet up the tension. Yes, you know, it that's is. why De Palma did it. Because he goes for and then it unplugs. unplugs. And then she gets around him and then just falls down. She I she, can't get up. She tries to jump over the corner of the bed and you know, she doesn't clip a toe. She clips her fucking knee on it. It's like I get it. You're panicked. You got a guy in your bedroom with an auger who's got this horrible Rotten teeth, beautiful hair, beautiful hair, Rotten horrible teeth. teeth. It, yeah. If it was mediocre teeth and t- great hair, <laughs> she would have been calmer about it. She was it. almost. I think she was mesmerized by the beauty of the hair. I don't yeah, think it had anything that, to do with terror. <laughs> she just wanted to touch it. The moonlight. She's like, hit. what do you do? Like, how do you get it so silky? Had to be Pantene. What the fuck? The moonlight hitting that hair had to be what hit her. <laughs> Like blinded the, just blinded, <laughs> blinded by the light. <laughs> Thank you. And so she's so backed she, out. Yeah, and then he just stands over, 
Nothing phallic about this scene at all. We just no. see the butt shot with a drill going between his legs. Nothing phallic. Goes down. Great fuck. This fucking Dario Gento couldn't have a better shot here. That's we true. see we're back to Jake. Jake's struggling with the dog. As he's struggling, he sees the drill just go through, come through the floor because she's up on the second floor, and blood just pouring down. And the, you see the auger poke through right. and flicker some of that blood everywhere. And f- best shot. Yeah, and apparently, thank God he called the joggers because they're like dog whisperers because they walk in, just grab the dog, and the dog's like, chill. He's like, fine. The dog sensed what a creep Jake was. No, 100%. You're goddamn right about that because, yeah, the joggers come in on his fucking dads who are just like, man, I wish I had some kind of fucking personality. This is it, Todd. Yeah, this is it, Roger. We're good friends, though. That's okay. And, yeah, now they're arriving on this scene. They call the dog, and the dog's just like, hey, these are two fool, fucking cool dads. They're just real <laughs> innocent dads. They're not creeps. They're not weirdos. I'm like, this motherfucker. He runs up to the room. He sees the body. The Indian's just hiding in that corner again. Oh, sorry. Anybody named Todd or Roger, I, I didn't mean to accuse you for being a weirdo. <laughs> no. Those are good weirdo names, though. I thought so. And... Indy, like you said, hiding in that corner. Hiding Apparently, corner. it's like it's maybe it's the portal of the Black Lodge. The tra- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, or the Trash Lodge, or the Trash Lodge, because he's like he just goes yoink, gets around fucking uh, Jake and takes off. Jake is so, but then again, Jake is in a pussy fog, and even with this woman being very dead he on the prob- ground, he, he probably has some thoughts like. How long till the cops get here? Well, there is a How question. How long? Is the Murray, body cold? There is a question that comes up later about Jake's integrity towards women and what he sexualizes. So, okay, so now the cops show up. I think Todd and Roger probably said, I think we need to call the cops. So they call the cops. Yeah. Cops show up. I like I like the what was the McLean Victor McLean. McLean. He, he read fucking Jake too. He knew Jake right away. Oh no, he got it. And he's sitting Jake down. He's asking him all the questions. So you're an actor, been in anything I would have seen getting by? Are you paying the bills? Are you getting up to weird shit, Jake? And Jake honestly explains what happens. He's like, I was watching them. I saw them. And he's like, you know what? You're a peeping Tom. And in my book, that makes you practically a sex offender. I don't trust you, Jake from State Farm. And then he's and he's like he explains the whole robbery thing and he's like I thought he got a credit card it wasn't a credit card stupid it was a key card he got in the house with his key card he stole from that purse I mean it's as obvious as the light is day Jake as obvious as a claim on a fucking tree falling on your house during a storm Jake from State Farm. Oh, and he takes a big old drag McLean does off his cigarette, and he leans back in his chair, and he looks over at Jake and notices hanging out of his pocket. It's that handkerchief you got there. Yeah, Jake, I got a little sniffle. Why don't you hand me that <laughs> handkerchief you got there? Sure, and he, like, he's so, like, in the fog, so he hands them at it, and he's like, are these bloomers? Is that a shit stain? <laughs> and he looks like he puts it up to the light, and he's like, that is a shit stain. Jake, you <laughs> This woman and you kept these dirty, rotten, smelly panties. Like, smelly panties as a souvenir. You fucking freak. Are you kind of some kind of sniffing pervert? Is that you, Jake? Are you a fucking pervert? Because like usually when a murder happens, it's the husband. You but, know, you know who Alexander Gustafson is? No, that's her husband. 
I would have totally pegged that murder on him. Now I'm thinking it's you, Jake. Jake, have you ever heard the old phrase, I before E except after C? Well, it's always husband bef- before uh, Beeping uh, Tom stalker. <laughs> I thought but I you had know something. what? Those fucking Roger Todd vouch for you. I want to put you in jail just because you're a fucking creep. And just yeah. shut the case. I don't give a shit about yeah. solving this murder. I want but I want you off the streets. Yeah. But you have these Roger and Todd said they'll vouch for you. They You're said, off. come on down anytime. We're woodworking in our garages together. We're building chairs for our family to sit their nice little butts in. He rightfully points out, though, it's still your fault she died. Because you could have called us instead of running a mile to this fucking place. Right. You, you, were you Roger Bannister doing the four-minute mile? Do we could have been here to save this one. Do you think you're some kind of fucking white knight? Jake is just... He's like, man, I thought I was going to get laid. What am I going to do? I guess I got to crank one out to some fucking porn. He goes back to the Troy McClure pad. You can tell he just doesn't care anymore because the plants are just knocked over. There's empty fucking liquor bottles everywhere. If his name was in the zeitgeist at the time, you hear Jordan Peterson. Hey, buddy. He's got a Kermit the Frog voice. I can't do it. Uh, Clean up your room. I can't do a Kermit voice. Okay. What is Kermit voice? Hey there, Kermit. Thank you. Do clean up your room in that voice. Clean up your room. Thank you. Which goes back to Troy McClure, Muppets Get Medieval. <laughs> so he's, as you do when you're not getting laid, you, the next, next best thing is watch porn. So he's got the revolving bed just spinning. He's got the Playboy channel on. That's right. You see there's this guy, got a naked old man <laughs> interviewing a porn star about the, the hot new movie that's coming on. Right. Would you say you like to come, Holly? Uh, what was her last no, name? She wasn't in this. This was another woman. Oh, this was another one? Yes. Oh, I thought it was Holly. She, okay. This woman was a director, I believe. Oh. And she explained. She pulled a griff. She meant to say exhibitionist, but she said something else. Like Beautiful touch, by the way. Yeah, and then he corrected her. Oh, and she's doing the giggly porno chick thing. She she said exhibitionish. And he's like, don't you mean exhibitionist? Oh, yes. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I, like, I nailed it. You know what? Can't do Kermit. Let's show a preview of this great movie, Holly Does Hollywood. And Brian De Palma did a great job doing like doing the um, mock like you know. Yeah. Porn no, it was ad. good. And it was like actually originally he uh, hired real porn star, seventies porn star Annette Haven to play the Holly Body character. Oh. But the the studio's like, no, we're, we we can't have a porn star in this movie. God damn. So it would have been weird. I, it would have been a different movie because Annette Haven was fucking beautiful, but she was like, she was a 70s porn star. And like in the 70s, you either had, you had two types. You had like the hippie chicks, which I'm not really into. And then you had the sophisticated glamorous hoes, which was what Annette Haven was. Like they always had the stockings with the fucking garter okay. belt and the sexy lingerie. That's, I'm really into that. But I think it... I think it was a good move to put Melanie Griffith because she because in the 80s, it was like fun rocker chick was the kind of like what an 80s porn star looked yeah. like. And she had that look. No, she did. Yeah. What they had her looking like she actually they made her look like Seika, who was a big porn star at the time because she had the short kind of blonde OK, hair too. no, the short hair gave her an edge and that right. just like the right. The she had the more like leather kind of outfits she had. Yeah, on no. shit, But yeah, so I think they that was a right move. But Annette Haven does actually show up in the uh, porno shoot scene. But so they uh, they're showing the, the clip and they got the scene where it's like the guy comes in like Holly Body played by Melanie Griffith. She's just like 
like in a, like a green room or something, and the guy goes, guy like who like stagehand or something's like, Holly, uh, you need to be on set in five minutes, and she's like, all right, I'll, I can go right now. No, we need we have five minutes. That's right. <laughs> And then she's like shrugs her shoulders, goes fucking on zip his pants, suck his dick, and then we get like all these things like Hustler magazine says Holly does Hollywood. All the we'll fucking... get you a major boner, you know, and all this shit. A little better than the Sedaris computer graphics. Yeah, we'll but gotta... still, it fit. It was the cheesy fucking graphics you would get on an '80s porn movie. And one of the chicks in the movie, Brink Stevens, who I don't think it wasn't a porn star, but she was married to Dave Stevens, who uh, the Rocketeer comic book. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and she did a lot of B movies, but she got naked, but I don't think she ever did porn. Okay. But, yeah, so, and they're just, like, we're seeing, like, scenes from the movie, and then it ends with, we see Holly Body, like, dancing. She's got, like, some, like, a Walkman on, and she's naked, and she's dancing. And as, as Jake is watching it in the fucking rotating bed, filth all around him, rats crawling all over him, fucking beard growing out long, swilling that fucking Coors beer, uh, Coors heavy, not Coors light, and then that music starts chiming in again. He recognizes that dance. He's watched it five nights in a row. Seven, I know those moves. Seven fifty nine. Nobody could ever have similar moves. Those yeah. are the exact moves I've seen. He he drew out some fucking like cells to put over the frame and everything, stockings, jewelry, and all that. And he's like, that's it. I and busted so, this case. And and as, not he's, my as he's doing that, going, you can find this at the wherever the Kitty Cat Theater or at your at, at any Tower Records. You can rent Holly Does Hollywood. So he rushes over to Tower Records. They have a huge porn section, apparently. I love this scene for the fact that I never had to go to a fucking video store and say, "Where's your porn section at?" Yeah, you didn't. I didn't live through that age. Yeah, you didn't. Think about that, everybody. There oh. was an age if you wanted to watch. Well, I, 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 the one thing I'm going to give, like we always say what a spineless bitch Jake is, gets points for just walking up and going, I want Holly does Hollywood. Yes. Like, he doesn't even like, I, he doesn't like go, buys 10 looking like, you know, G-rated movies and like, uh, and then throws the Hollywood Hollywood into it. 14 people in that store. He goes right up to the desk, says, I want Hollywood does high. <laughs> Hollywood does Holly. <laughs> well, everybody in Hollywood does Holly. Uh, yeah, he goes straight to the counter, asks for what he wants. Take me now. I need it now. And multiple people in the store. doesn't matter. People waiting behind him. doesn't matter. I want my pornography. Right. The guy's like, yeah, it's right over here. Takes him in the back, pulls the tape out. Is this the one? Fuck yeah, it is. Uh, he plops down the eight fucking ninety dollars because it is nineteen eighty four and video VHS is super fucking expensive. Even to rent? I thought he bought it. I didn't know he no, rented. No, he rented it. it. We're in a you video really, rental store. You really studied this movie way more than I did. Murray, I, I did you never rent videos? Yes, you rented videos, but this is eighty four when the shit was new. Oh, you, okay. This everything about this interaction seemed like a video rental store, so that's why I was confused. I'm sorry. No, I don't know. He could have done both. Who cares? I'm All not I know try- is he takes it back, studies it like the Pruder film. He should have got the laser disc. Should have, yeah. It would be a lot clearer because it was grainy as fuck. Grainy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's good thing that this man has like uh, Rain Man level dance move uh, yeah. memory because he recognizes every single hip thrust. I don't have that memory. And for the first time in recorded history, he actually watches the credits of a porn movie, and he notices the distribution company that did it. He writes it down. 
So then he, he's like, I got to meet this woman. I'll, I'm an actor. I'll audition for a movie and I can meet her. Yeah, it seemed like while he, because he got the number for the distribution company, yeah. called them up and was kind of getting the run around. And he's like, hey, I'm trying to audition. And then they were like, oh, yeah, come down to our Well, studios. while they're doing that, guy, cause the girl who's the, the secretary is arguing with a guy. I'm not a fucking dick. I'm an actor, god damn it. And yeah. I gave him respect. Apparently, this guy was a real uh, gay porn actor. Nice. And he's just like, I'm a human being and I'm an actor and I'm not going to take this shit. You see, you see I, no. I'm a little jarred when I see a penis on screen. I'm not trying to say I'm homophobic or anything. It's just like when I see... I have seen so few foreign male penises in my life. When I see a male penis anywhere, I'm... Male penis. Uh, it's it's like kind of like, oh, shit, that's a dick. This could have been a scene with a dick in it. He's a male porn star. I told you they went the opposite way with this. When he got news that they weren't going to allow real fucking in this movie, the palm is like, well, you're not going to get any fucking in this movie. Like, I, want, I want to clarify. It's like when I started going to the gym and the old dudes, it's always people 70 and over. <laughs> they are so confident in being nude that they just walk around. And it's it's not, always the people you don't want to see naked that are the most comfortable being naked. Yeah, it's like... I don't know. There's no guy in the locker room. Like, I want to see that guy's dick. But at the same time, it's just seeing a fucking old man just walk around like, hey. Got the fucking hair dryer. Drying his pubes. I wish that were a joke. (laughs) I wish that were a joke. The comfort level. It's like the age they grew up in. It was just like, this is what you do in a locker room. So locker room talk almost makes sense to me, but not in that way. So he he's under the auspices of like of an actor auditioning for the next Hollybody uh, uh, epic. Yeah, he auditions for a role. This was a good scene because this that, is a great. We meet scene. the director, Mr. Corso, L like, L Israel, L Israel Corso, and they're doing an audition. So. Oh no, that's the actor's name. Oh, well. yeah, the actor's okay. name is L Israel. Okay, well, Mr. I'm sorry, Mr. Corso. I'll call. Him. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, so they do the audition. So Jake's like, he's doing his lines. I, I like to watch. I like to watch too. It gets me hot. <laughs> Does it get you hot? And they're just doing this thing. And he's like, you know what you got? You know, take your clothes off. Let me see what you got packing. And you got the role. I read this scene completely differently. Because yeah. I thought he just wanted to watch Jake take his clothes off and watch a hot movie with him. Well, they are filming a movie out the window as they're talking. Yes. But no, he's just saying what Jake, I mean, if you got a tall, small dick, they're not going to want to hire you. He's got to see your dick. Right. So that make I'm sure that's what they do in real life. Think about it, everybody. There's a fucking gateway to get into the porn industry. And at that time, it was like big dicks of the zeitgeist. I don't see, I don't buy this though, because we're led to believe Holly Body's like the number one porn star. Some nobody's gonna get first. Like his first role is because a lot. I don't know if this is true. Well, they say a lot. If like if you're a guy, you got to start with gay porn first. They like they like test you. Like you got to work. Or, and you got to start with like did ugly Larry, women. Like, did Larry tell you this? No, he didn't. Okay. <laughs> and so he didn't work. He just sold this shit. He didn't I know, work in the business. I know. I'm sorry. I'm so well, those stories will be next week. And uh, and then or like. Like old ladies, just gross shit first. Like yeah. you're not getting the top shit right off the fucking. They put bed. you through the ringer. But this is a movie, so we'll go with it. 
but again, he is playing a Poindexter, and we're going through, and suddenly, what's happening? Murray, did you look this up, by the way? What? Do you know about this music video that we're about to watch? I don't think it was a music video. It was a movie. They're filming a movie. So I was like, oh, yeah, who does this song? Frankie Goes to Hollywood. And I looked it up. This is the music video to this song. Oh, I, I thought, no, it's got to be different. You, It's a little different? Because I remember, no, because I remember the video, because this was the only hit Frankie Goes to Hollywood had. And I remember the video being on MTV a lot, and... Maybe they have two videos, but the one that got MTV was not this. It might have had two videos, but when I looked it up, the first video it gave me, like the officially licensed one and everything, was them in like a weird kink bar, traveling around in the kink bar, people with crazy 80s haircuts the and everything. When I remember, they were just on stage. They oh, were... so I think I got to see their what the original cut, because I, I didn't recognize the guy. I didn't really realize that was Frankie. Well, he's not Frankie. That's just the name of a group. Whatever. Well, Who's dead. the main guy? He's dead now. Okay. He died of AIDS, I think. I'm not kidding. I think. He... I know you're not. It's just. And so, like, heartbroken. We'll never get Frankie goes uh, relaxed 2023 <laughs> remix. Yeah, yeah. He'll deal with Miley Cyrus. Oh, that'd be good. So yeah, so he, they're for fuck Martin Scorsese. Fucking Al Corso, he does like a single shot of like this porno movie. So we see like he walks in. So yes, he's uh, Jake is playing to 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 who he is a nerd, a geek. Right. They got him in the sweater, sweater vest with the glasses, big glasses. Dork. And he walks into like you said this like sex bar, and we're seeing all these characters. This is where we they, we see Annette Haven, the porn star I was talking about earlier. She plays like a role. I didn't even notice her, but apparently she's in the scene. Okay. And we see the the guy who sings for Frankie goes to Hollywood. He's like fucking the doorman who enters him in. Yeah, he walks him through. This is exactly the music video I was describing. Oh, okay. This is it. That's why I was confused, and I was like, oh shit. But no, this is supposed to be a scene from the movie because he he sees the sluts room. Yeah. It's not ladies room. It's the sluts room. Murray. Sluts and uh, I forget studs. Okay. You know what these are? Non-gendered bathrooms. Brian De Palma's head of his time. How is it non-gendered? Guys can be sluts, but guys, women can't be studs. Sure they can. No, they can't. What sure are you they can. About? You what the fuck is a stud? It's a man who f- who can fuck. You know what you're talking about. You're, you're 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 in that generation where you don't even know what your fucking gender is anymore. No. I didn't see one stud come out of the slut room, all right? It was all women. I didn't see any clear context that they went into the slut room. I thought they I, went... How could you not? There was a fucking gigantic science in slut room, and it was curtained off. He goes in the curtains. All I see are women, apparently. There, there were some men there, according to Griff. Well, there's one guy lighting up this stall. And he, well, only only stud was Jake. If you can call him a stud. Door fucking swings open. We see there's Holly. She's got the fucking leather outfit with the butt cheeks cut out. Assless chaps. Uh, well, no, they weren't chaps. They weren't she chaps? Just, she just, no, she just was wearing like an outfit that had the Weird, butt cheeks Weird, with the butt out. cheeks. Okay. Well, it works for the fucking porno movie. Hell yeah, it does. And then he does the scene I like to watch. And That's then it. she's like, I do too. Does it make you hot? And then she goes up to him. And the scene gets too hot because they start, like, making out. 
And then well, it goes it's, it's, in. It's a porno. Of course they're making out. Yeah, of course. But then it gets too hot, though, because they're passionately well, making out. Well, please help this me is out. Where, you're really like, this, is where, this. this is where fucking De Palma loses me because it does start out hot. And you're like, because Lily Griff is good in this scene. And I'm ready for some fucking. We don't get any fucking in this fuck scene. She just gets up on him. They start kissing. He's still fucking in the fucking Gloria Pussy Fox. He flashes back to the scene where he's making out with Gloria. Right. Not even in the moment with fucking Holly. Holly's just as fucking hot as Gloria. What the fuck? Right. And then all of a sudden, somehow they were they're fucking. But, but with their clothes on. Because and this is how I know that this is supposed to be this isn't a video, this is supposed to be a porno, because the guy they go cut and the guy goes, No cum shot. So are we uh, are we led to believe? I first of all, there's no way in hell in 1984 <laughs> some chick is gonna let some dude come inside. We're, we're, we're supposed to believe they're fucking. So we're, and we're supposed to believe since there was no cum shot, he came inside her. There's no way she'd be cool with that and be like, "Oh, you came inside me. That's nice." No, no. exactly. There, what the fuck is happening? Where are they expecting this cum shot? There's a a a, a leading scene where she goes this, down to his dick. Yeah. Are they expecting her to just fucking suck it and fucking jerk it this out of his face? Is well that's what you're yeah, in the movie you're supposed face. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is fucking Brian De Prama fucking with us, not giving us what we can't no pun intended, came for. Oh boy. Because we're watching a sex thriller to see people fucking, and there's no fucking going on. And that's why it's the lead into the sex thriller month. Because yes. it's a big old tease. Right. And we get the biggest fucking geek to lead it and Jake. Right. So, like, yeah, so then. They have to call it. They're like, what the fuck? No cum shot. They go back to their dressing rooms right. and everything. She's, like, she's done for the day, so she's just getting ready to doll herself up to go out and I don't party or whatever the fuck she it's does. It's L.A. in the fuck 84. 1984 Right. She's LA. getting ready to meet Nikki Six and Tommy Lee. She might be going out to the same clubs that fucking what's her? Linda Hamilton's hanging out in Terminator. Tech Yeah, I heard Tech yeah, just opened. She's going to Tech She might have seen a Terminator if she stayed there long. So... Jake comes in, got his greasy Bill Maher hair going. This is when he's full Bill Maher. He slicks it back, which is uncharacteristic. But it looks like something a sleazy movie producer would do. 100%. Which is what he's pretending to be. Red leather, black pants. And he's like, hey, you were fucking great. You know, maybe we can do... She's like, I don't need... I just fucking met you, motherfucker. It's like, she... Like, she, Molly Griffith did a great job because she's just like... we. So what if we fucked? That's my job. Like, yeah. I don't fucking know you. I don't give a shit this about you. This is a career. You. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Right. And he's like, well, I got I got some movies I'm doing. And I I'm got like, some opportunities. This director is a hack. I could act with my – or I could direct with my eyes closed. I could make you the star you deserve to be. So she decides, well, I didn't really have any plans tonight. I'll fucking go around with this goober. He's got cool slick back hair and a red jacket on. So they go to, like, a restaurant – and he's telling her all the bullshit she's probably heard a million times before. Right. And okay, we're led to believe that she she's like first of all she's like I'll do your movie. She's all business at first. Right. She's, right up front. Yeah. Here's what I will not do. And she just rails off a list. It's like I won't fuck. I won't do any animal acts. He has never heard of a cum shot, by the way. <laughs> and she is in hardcore pornography. But. By her own admission. But here's the thing. Okay, she rattles off. 
won't do animal acts. I don't do any SM or any of that shit. Fisting? No fisting. I will not shave my pussy. Come on my face. No, is a no. Come on my face. And it's like, how the fuck is this vanilla chick the biggest porn star? Because we learn later on, she doesn't even do girls. Like, in what ho- the fuck does she do? Especially in quote unquote hardcore. Right. Which I don't she know. She won't even shave her pussy for fuck's sake. I don't shit. understand what that standard was in 84. But still, it's like, well, yeah, that's I mean, a lot yeah. of bars for like, I'm not, I am hardcore, <laughs> but I won't cross. I'm just going to have missionary position sex. I won't cross shaving my pussy. Like, that's <laughs> incredible. Right. Well, it's like, I'm sorry, cum shot on the face is prerequisite for porn. You have to do that. I don't know. I don't think anybody's not done that. I haven't watched much 80s porn. Maybe Larry Jones. <laughs> <but that. laughs> I swear. He would kick the shit out of you. If you I know. Knew you're talking I, to him. I would apologize yeah. immediately to Larry because I, <laughs> unlike you and my brother, when you just fucking trash <laughs> on my brother all the time, you fucking asshole. Well, your brother's a piece of shit. <laughs> and Larry. And also, well, Larry's never been a smart ass to you over Twitter, though, has he? That's true. That's true. I'm sorry, Larry. You've so never been a smart Fuck you, John. <laughs> So he participated in the poll, though, and he wasn't a smart ass about it. I think he was kind of. But then some, <laughs> but then some guy shut him down and he shut up. Oh, my God. But uh, all right. So, yeah, she's let all this shit she won't do. He's like, whatever, whatever you want. You know, I have to have you for this role. So it's all OK. They agree that they're going to do this. Uh, and he's like, and she, does she like say, let's go to your place? Or does he say? I don't. Well, no, he warms her up because he's like, you know what? I really see in you. My body? No. You smile. And she is putty in his palm. Right, because she's heard that all the time about her body. So he, he threw her off. So now it's time. Let's go to your place right now. Did you say you were in Troy McClure's place? You're house-sitting? Well, the, the one thing she she reveals that why, this is why she's the number one porn star. He's like, do you do any special work? Do you, you ever dance in the movies? She's like, honey, I got a dance that rates 10 on the Peter meter. I don't know. that. I don't know. We go by the Swedes and scale on we our show. The, we're, not, we're not from the 80s. Well, I mean, you weren't I in your prime the in the early 80s, though. <laughs> yes, I was in the early 80s, seven, eight years old. I was yeah, in my yeah, prime. You were not in I the prime. I was 10 when this movie came out. I yeah. was in my prime. You, you were in your prime at 10? Well, you just said it yourself. I did? See, this is the thing. Griff doesn't even remember what he says five seconds ago. Everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> so, okay, so he's just like, well, hey, let's go. Let's go to my place, have some drinks. We'll talk. We'll discuss the, 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 the plot. Business. As they're walking and out. And she knows this fucking deal. She's probably fu- had to fuck a lot of producers. She's like, this is part of the job. I'll do it. You know, she's, she's okay with it. As she's walking out, it just so happens that well, apparently an old acting colleague, Kim. Yeah, she he bumps in. She's like, uh, she's like, Jake, where have you been? What have you been up to? And then she's like, who is this person? You're Please with? introduce me. Do not be rude. Who the fuck you got under your arm? And here? you got to remember, Holly's under the impression that this is a porn producer. So he, she is a porno actress, she thinks. Yes. And then she, in turn, Kim thinks... Holly is a legit actress, so you know it's like a three's company like situation. Yeah, very silly. 
And she's just like, and Holly's like, hey, have you ever worked for Anton Chigurh? And he's just like, she's like, I've never heard him. You've, you've been in this business and you've never heard of Anton Chigurh? And she's just like, he's like, do you, do you have a problem working with girls? And she's like, well, no, I don't have any problem working with That's where with you her. picked up the fact that she doesn't like being with girls, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, she says that. She's yeah. like, it's not my thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, you would work really well. She, he would really like you. Right. And he's like, here's his number. And like, he hands him something. Just tell him I sent you and everything, all that. She starts walking away. And Kim's like, but what kind of fucking role is it? And, and, and she's uh, like, good one. Good one. You we know. do not have enough comedians in this business. In this business, so they get back to Troy McClure's place, and and Holly's just ready to start taking her clothes. She's like, "I know the deal." And Jake is like, "Hey, let's just talk for a minute first. Do you want some hard Jack Daniels? No, I want some hard Jake Dick." And she takes off her little leather dress with the giant zipper. I can't on help it. thinking of how Kim would say that because it would be. I think Kim would be a lot funnier. Yeah? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> so, Jake is like, look, I, I'm not a producer. And she's like, motherfucker. Okay. What do you want? He's like, look, have you... He, I think he, he take her to the telescope and like, you seen that place? They're still, they're still on the bed and he's trying to explain to her like, have you ever done any kind of private work? Have you ever taken a business from somebody who maybe asked you to dance in a strange house? She's like, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Right. I'm not saying. Well, I'm just saying that it's like I've witnessed a woman dancing and I think my friend is playing a prank on me. And it really worked. And I want to go along with it. He already admitted he's not a producer, but he's still pretending like he's kind of like building this up. But yeah, my friend in high position is might be playing a joke on me. And I really need to know, uh, were you down at this house? And this is where he like takes her over. Yeah. And she's like, look, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This isn't a fucking job. I'm pissed off. You wasted my night. I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then he gets you know, a phone call. And he's, uh, well, first he's like, she's like, look, yes, I did. I was fucking at that she, place. Yeah, she admits to it. But some guy just called me, got a hold of my managing or something, didn't leave a name, just sent a messenger, gave me the money, gave me a wig, and gave me a key card to get into that place. All this information comes out. That's when the phone rings. Jake picks it up. Happens to be Sam. Hey, buddy, you enjoying the sweet fuck Pad over there. And while he's saying that, he's like, Holly, get over here, get over here. Is this the guy you just talked to? And he puts the phone up and he's like, Hey, I'm gonna I'm this gig, the Fraser gig fell through. I'm coming back to LA, you know. And she's just like, Yeah, that's him. You know? Turns out in this season of Fraser, he's not drinking coffee, he's going fucking full on tea. And then so she's like, Yeah, it's him. And then she's like ready to leave. And he's like, he's like, Sam, I can't talk to you, and just hangs up. And then he goes over to her and he's like, Look. Man, he looked Mander. I think I was set. This is a setup for a murder. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, see, see, looks through the binoculars. That's the place you were at. And she's like, yeah, that was the place I was at. Big deal. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm out of here. And he's like, no, no, there was a fucking murder. And as we're watching them look down at the house that she was dancing on the second floor of, we see a man, a white man. It's Sam. You can see it's Sam. You can see it's Sam. Yeah. With binoculars staring up at them. Right. 
So we know he's not in Seattle. He's not sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, he's not sleepless in Fraserville. So, um, Holly so. very upset with Jake. Right. Got, done with his bullshit. I'm sick of you. I'm getting the fuck out of here. The creepiest kind of creep around. Finally, him getting called out for what he is. She's like, I'm getting out of here. Don't try to follow me. I have friends who will break your fucking legs. So Jake just lets her run down the staircase. And we watch her run down every step. Right. And so he gave her a ride. So she's trying to get a a hitchhike. And people are just passing her by. And she's like bitching out there. I can't believe this. I can't even get a fucking ride and all this shit. Jake calls up McLean. And he's like, I know who the murderer is. And then he gives us the whole Reader's Digest version of what happened in this movie that we already explained to you guys. We get the whole recap of everything. We see he's explaining how Sam, with the binoculars, is actually guilty of everything. McLean's just like, oh, you're willing to confess that you did it now? No, it was Sam. Sam is Alexander, Gloria's husband, and he hired that Indian to sneak in and do all that and kill her. He wanted me. I'm the perfect Patsy. He claimed he was in Seattle. I and he needed me to be a witness to all this shit to vouch for him. Right. And then then while he's doing that, we see Holly's still trying to get a ride. Two guys go around her and they crash. Yeah, they're clearly like racing down this fucking mountainside and they end up crashing. You hear a crash. You don't see the crash. Right. Yeah. And then a familiar Ford Bronco rolls up, and he's willing to give Holly a ride. Here's continuity that I was like, what the fuck? Why? Because suddenly we go down to her feet after going back to the phone call, and the streets are just flooded with water. And it still doesn't make sense because they were downhill. But uh, they popped a hydrant, and somehow that water got up hill very quickly because oh, this happens downhill she must have been walking downhill uh, no, she doesn't care she just wants a ride so she gets in that Ford Bronco because she says that beautiful Native American hair flowing out the window I like how De Palma set up this scene though because a car pulls up and it stops and she says oh, no one's stopping to give me a ride I just need to get over here and then he opens a door so you see the fucking interior light go on and mm. you're like I know that beautiful silky Native American hair it's a goddamn Indian so we go back up to Troy McClure's place, and McLean is like, look, I'm, it, it kind of makes sense. Look, come down the station. We'll hash all this shit out. We'll figure this out. I've got some red yarn here with some pictures. Why don't you help me place the fucking pinpoints? So so uh, Jake, he's like, all right, I'll do that. Jumps in the car. as he's dry, He just drives down the road where that accident happened. So everything's blocked off because it was a huge accident. He sees the Ford Bronco like three cars ahead of him. He sees that silky fucking hair. He's like, I know that hair. Yeah. He sees fucking uh, the back of uh, Holly's head, too. I know that hair as well. Lightning blonde hair with that fucking silky, beautiful native hair. And then he sees him grab like a fucking tire iron and bash fucking Holly in the back of the head because he's jealous of her hair. It's a battle of the hairs. Jake is like, oh, my God. I know we're too long into this episode, yeah. but what if any of these sports teams that have offensive Native American names in them just to the back of their helmets weaves of Native American hair? No, because that would bring up connotations of scalping people. And oh, you know, you're 100% right. I'm sorry. Go on. So, yeah, so he's just like, he gets pulled over by the cops. 
like uh, the what you call it, uh, the Indians about to just go through this roadblock. He gets stopped by the cop. He's like, that guy, with that silky hair. He's a murderer. Yeah, they're all stopped because of the big accident we talked right. about. Jake witnesses him bash her in the head, which is the lamest looking fucking scene. And then the co- he's trying to tell the cop, you need to go help this woman in the Bronco. And the Bronco, by the way, is a manual. And apparently the Indian does not know how to drive a manual. Because it's hurricane and jerking, and he's driving off-road. And the cops are like, yeah, we don't give a shit. But this one white guy who says something's happening in that Bronco they care about. Well, because everybody, every cop notices what a creep that Jake is. That's right. And Jake just punches the cop and just starts running. And they just go, I'll let him go. Whatever. They'll duke it out. I mean, nowadays, they would just shoot you in the back 20 times. 40 times. They let him go. And, he, and then we go by, the the Bronco went up to a reservoir, because we see a big sign that says reservoir. How we didn't bust through the gate, but Jake has to climb over the gate? Sense. I Make of it. Well, fuck that. How about this? He's, How about he, it? He's dug, well, that's, well, Jake is literally blocked behind him. He's dug a six-foot grave already. Yes, yes. By Beautiful. hand, not a backhoe. Not it is perfectly squared off, rectangulared off. It is not a hack job at all. It is immaculate. And as somebody who's dug many uh, holes in my ditches in my day, I love how it's so easy. There's never any tree roots or anything. Nothing. No rocks. It's just it's a silk. It's as silky as a Native American's hair. He's goes. Shh, whoosh. Goes One of right the things that Kayla complained about was when someone's being buried alive in a minute here is how silky the sand was going over or dirt was going over the face. So Jake is sneaking up. He hides behind the Ford Bronco. That fucking dog is in the Ford Bronco. That's right. What the fuck? Starts barking. And we see that we've seen that uh, Haley, what, Holly? Holly, Holly Hollywood is there passed out, right. you know, knocked we, out. We assume Yeah, right. She's we dead. have to have the scene where she goes, uh, uh, so we go, okay, she's still alive. Still alive, she's not yeah. Dead. She's so, buried alive. Right. And once the dogs start barking, Would we you s- really go to the trouble of digging, digging a six fucking no. foot grave to de- drop a body off? First of all, I would never drop it off near a reservoir where people are going to be around. You go out in the middle of the woods or some shit. First of all, why the fuck is he knocking her out? He's gotten away with the crime he was trying to get. I'm sorry. Loose ends. Tying up the loose I'm ends. I'm sorry. But it, what loose end is she? Nothing. Exactly. So his job should be to, yeah, let's get through this. He's innocent. 100%. But because of the racism that exists, he's like, assuming 84 cops are like, wow, this guy's trying to be super fucking racist and pin a, a crime on an Indian man. Slash Native American. Uh, no, none of this makes sense. Motives do not make sense at this point. So the the dog alerts the Indians. He gets out of the grave, and he's lurking. And then he does a fucking smoke bomb trick where he just disappears. And then Jake runs up to Holly. Holly, wake up, wake up. Because she's in the grave now. He threw her in the grave. Right. And then we see the Indian standing over the grave, and he he does hit Jake with oh Jake he throws Jake into the grave. Yeah, Jake goes into the grave. He only sees darkness. He starts having the panic attack. Yeah, claustrophobia kicks in. And we have well, no, 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 no. Okay, they wrestle first because this is the big reveal. Yes, it is. They wrestle. They're fighting, and then Jake is clawing at his face and starts ripping the face off, and it's Sam. That's right. So okay, 
Okay. Sam has like fucking Stan Winston or something on call to put his total facial prosthetics on. I mean, I can believe it if it was just a nose or something he put yeah. on. No, full facial <laughs> prosthetics. It's fucking Sam is the end. He went full, uh, what do we call that when you go full in character? I don't know. Modern or something? It's method act. Method. He went full method for this character because he's constantly wearing this makeup. Uh, I heard Robin Williams actually did this for Mrs. Doubtfire. He'd go out in the public as Miss Doubtfire. Just to make sure. So maybe that's what was happening. Okay. So, yeah, then he throws him in, and that's where he has the panic attack in the grave. And he just starts, once again, starts mocking him. And he's got to do the whole reveal. I did this, and I did He tears that. off a chunk of his face, Sam does, and throws it onto Jake's face, just fucking convulsing in the grave there. And he's telling him, Jake, you were the perfect actor for the role, the witness. You did everything. Microwave timing, just how I thought you would. You knew me? But, but he was like, why didn't you just leave it alone? Like He would, he didn't want to have to kill Jake. Right. But he's like, I'm going to have to kill you now. Why did you have to go to the police? Why did you have to report this? Why did you I have to report that? I was just going to pin that? it on an Indian. Who cares? Who the fuck cares about Native Americans? But when he said you're the perfect actor for the role, he has a flashback. Actor. And he's actor, right back to the beginning actor. of the movie where he's in that coffin again as but, the vampire. But wearing his Bill Maher leather. He's still wearing Did you also notice that the Bill Maher hair disappeared? Like the product just disappeared from (laughs) his hair? I did. Yeah. But he was still wearing the outfit. Yeah. Okay. And I thought he was he? I thought he was a vampire again. No, he was wearing the red leather for this scene. And then we do we do the scene over where everyone Ruben pulls him out. He panics, Ruben pulls him out. And he's like, dude, take a week off. No! I'm going to finish this fucking scene. I'm going to nut up and do this scene. I know you're going to fire me if I walk off the set right now. No, I care about you. I care about your health. I care about your mental situation. No, you don't. You care about getting this scene. Let's get in that fucking gray or that that fucking coffin right now. Let's do this again. And he then get, he pop eyes up. I just love that he got in there. Ruben finally fesses up. Yeah, you don't do this right. I'm fucking firing you. <laughs> And he does it right. He pops up. He grabs the shovel from Sam. They start fucking fighting again. The dog has had enough. Busts out. <laughs> Amazing scene. So Second this, favorite This is what we learn is the dog was Sam's dog, apparently. That's why it never barked when the Indian was in the house. That's right. And then we just fucking get a ridiculous. I mean, we're ready for the movie, Dan. We get a ridiculous scene. The dog just leaps out. Fucking Jake dives away. Knocks him, knocks uh, Sam and the dog itself go into the reservoir and are washed away. Right. So they're still alive. Yeah. Well, so the dog's not I, dead. I give him props, though. We didn't have him leap out of the fucking reservoir. No, it's over. The, the, this, the scene ends. And as Holly, far as we know, the story ends. Holly comes to. Right. He falls back into the fucking thing, and then they both pop up out of the fucking freshly dog in eight minute fucking grave. Meanwhile, she never saw Sam, doesn't know who Sam is. All she knows is she, the Indian gave her a ride, and then she got knocked out. Right. So she's just like, I know what you are. You're a fucking necrophiliac. You sick fuck. You just want to fuck me in the grave. I'm not dead yet. You can't fuck me. And, and of course, Jake is trying to, no, I'm not into that kind I'm of thing. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I usually wear a white hat around. but And then she falls back into the grave. He offers 
his hand hurts. She's like, no, I'm not fucking dead yet. And then we just do a Scooby-Doo fade to black. And we now we're back on the uh, the, the set of Vampire's Kiss, that vampire movie. The credits are scrolling. Which also is a good foreshadowing for next week's movie because Vampire Kiss, the real movie, starred Nicolas Cage. Oh, nice. Who ate a real-life cockroach for that role. Oh, fucking Christ, Nick Cage. This is when he was kind of like on the outs. This is before he did The Rock and everything, so he was kind of desperate. Oh, okay. I imagine Cage had a lot of those kind of teeter-totter. Yeah, he's always had an ups and downs yeah. in career because he just does shit, and then he does good shit, and then he does good shit, and he does good shit. So, yes, he got his job back. Ruben gave him the job back. It's a shower scene, and he's sneaking. This, like you said, we. This is where we get. We see what it really, what a body double does, because he, he like, he is a bat, and then it turns into him, and he's in the shower with the woman. Yeah, and it's the actress who doesn't do nude scenes. That's right. And they go, all right, cut, and they're like, don't move your hand, Jake, because his hand's right over a tit. And then he's got to hold his hand steady, and they got to bring the body double in. He's got the good fake tits. Kayla learned a lot from this scene because she's like, why are they doing this? And I was like, because of a body double. She's like, what's a body double? I was like, that actress is not going to show her tits off for this movie. And this chick's just like chewing on that gum. And she's like, hey, I'm on my period. So my breasts are pretty sensitive. Don't fucking squeeze them. Okay, whatever you see, you know. And then we see we see how they do the fucking scene. You know, it's nice. We a little behind the scenes movie magic. Here's Kayla's good little joke here. It's one way to get you to pay attention to the credits, because yes, the credits are running while they're doing this, right. and then we and then we pull back and we see that hey, Holly's a cool chick. She she learned she's like I want to be with a nice guy. They're together, and she's watching him film the scene, and she's talking with the girl that was uh, that the, didn't the, take her top off. The like, main actor. She's like you can get a lot of dates with this. Cause they're gonna think they're your tits, you know. And, That's right. Know, and then we just cut back. We see the tits again. He bites into her. Blood pours on the tits and credits. What the fuck? Was that a good ending for you? Well, it hammered home the what a body double is, I guess. <laughs> so, so you're It gonna... gave you what you came for. Because, like I said, <laughs> we came into this movie thinking there's going to be a lot of fucking. Because it, it, it takes place at, like an 80s porn star. Like, oh, my God. There's going to be a lot of fucking. Yeah. And then he's like, I didn't say that. I just said body double. Yeah. And I gave you a body double. That's true. That's right. At the end, he did finally give us the body double. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I actually, that is kind of good. Yeah. I I hope next week we get a little bit. We teased people this week. I hope we really give them something to. We're not. In. I don't think we do. I think we get we get sexual violence, but I don't know if we get a lot of sex because this is a more recent movie. It's funny because I was thinking this movie's new. And then I'm like. I looked it up. Fuck, it's tw- it, it's twenty five fucking years old. But in our world, that is new. So this is a this. It, t- it came out in nineteen ninety nine. It stars two Academy Award winning actors. God damn, Griff, snuff movie. Would you watch a snuff movie? I guess. God, you're just fucking disgusting. You, you don't even know what, Griff doesn't even know what a snuff movie is. You know what a snuff movie is. That's the one where somebody dies. Somebody gets murdered <laughs> oh, no, in real I, life. I could have watched that. Yep, we're doing Nicolas Cage's and Joaquin Phoenix's 8mm. And, uh, yeah, it's about a snuff movie. It's It takes Joaquin Phoenix's character plays a guy who works at a porno uh, adult bookstore. 
So this is where I'm going to tell, at the exact same time my buddy Larry was working at an adult bookstore, I'll give you some secondhand stories of the shit he saw at this place to know the real deal of what went on in these places. Tell because the, I don't think anybody knows anymore. Because nobody, there's, Do they exist anymore, adult bookstores? Barely. No, I go down 8 Mile, they still exist. But I can't imagine how I weird could, it is now. I could totally see that being a hipster thing now. Like, like adult, like it would just be like vintage, like seventies and eighties porn. And wouldn't it just be a, a males going in there? It'd be couples. Yes, going in. it would be exactly. It would, it would be, be a hipster thing now. It wouldn't be creepy. It'd be like the hipster porno adult bookstore. It would be a non-alcoholic place too. It'd be a place you go to get a coffee and talk about adult films. Right. Yeah. No, I think I think I just came I think up with a business. We need for to us. get I, yeah, I think we need to get a loan out and start this up. Yeah, Ypsilanti. They're actually right at the corner of my house is an old fucking adult bookstore that's like abandoned yes, right now. Yes. We'll buy that and we'll open it up. You got a lot of coffee drinkers, you think? I don't know. I don't know either. Murray, since we're talking about porn people. Yeah. So I, I told a story of my car breaking down while I was at the Redford Theater and everything. And I had to go up to, because they have a parking attendant there. And I was trying to just tell him, like, hey, I have a tow truck coming. As I approached the guy, old dude, white mustache, all that bullshit going on. Earphones. He had little earplugs in there. And I trying to get his attention without scaring him because it's fucking dark. It's raining. Every horror movie cliche going on here. I have to go up and, like, rattle on the door finally to get his attention. And I'm close enough now I can see that he's watching porn on his phone. <laughs> and so when he finally notices that another human being is near him, I see him do a flick to get rid of the porn and then... Yes? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Sexual thriller. Sex throws. I I don't think there's any. I'm I'm I feel like I'm cock teasing you guys because I don't know if there's a lot of fucking in eight millimeter either, but I know there's a lot of sexual violence in eight millimeter because it's mm -hmm. a snuff film. So we'll see what happens because I haven't seen this movie in a long time either. And I, uh, I have to imagine some of our audience hasn't seen it, so it's gonna be more sexual than you remember, <laughs> probably. <laughs> All I want to do is I I I thought I was like I was so hoping we get this one out in ninety minutes, but no. Can't nope, do that. Nope, we can't do that. I apologize for any new people that you're not listening anymore if you're a new person. But we'll see you next week for eight millimeter and keep it warm. I've heard of eight millimeter. <laughs>